0: Yeah! Yeah!
1: Who, 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 who. Whoa! Whoa! Who, 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 Whoa!
2: I could be suing up, so I got my boat tie on, yeah. I could be chilling now, so I got my dad hat on, yeah. Whoa! 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 Who. I could be chilling now. So I got my dad hat on, yeah. I could be suiting up. So I got my bow tie on, yeah. Dad hats and bow ties. Dad hats and bow. Dad hats and bow ties. Dad hats and
1: bow. I could be suiting up. So I got my bow tie on, yeah. I could be chilling out. So I got my dad hat on, yeah. Dad hats and bow ties. Dad hats some bow. Dad hats and
2: bow ties. Dad hats and bow ties. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to another episode of Dad Hats in Bowties. Ties. It is the Kid XAB. It's your man, Distinguished. The guy, young world, what it do? It's your boy, d Flow. Yes, D-Flo is back with us this week. Um, You already know what time it is. We got an all-man moment from anybody?
1: Yeah, man. Uh, like, like I said earlier, like, I'm very glad that I'm at my new location. But, yo, these motherfuckers take forever to relieve you off the floor, bro. Like, yo, what's up? Like. My last location, I mean, you know, a lot of motherfuckers there wasn't shit, but at least they relieved you on time. I mean, this location, everybody's cool, but they just take too long to get you off the floor. So
2: that's the trade-off when everybody cool, they, everything is cool. <laughs> <laughs> right, right, yeah, right. Getting, getting being on fun. time Fuckers is, is like, cool. <laughs> yeah, everything right. cool.
1: Right, my, like motherfuckers is too cool for school. I remember my first week there, my my. Uh, my manager was like, "You notice that there's that there's a lot of women here." I said, "Yeah." He said, "Be careful." I said, "I don't do that type of shit at the workplace. If it's too close to the bread, I'm good." He was like, "Okay, I've seen a lot of black men fall here. Don't be one of them." I said, "That's Not wow. me. <laughs> yeah, I said, that? "Not Yo, me. I don't
2: you're have time having the for weirdest that shit. conversations at your job, bro. Yeah, yeah yeah, that, bro. yeah, yeah, yeah. It be, it yeah, It'd be different. Yeah, It'd be different types of conversations. <laughs> but, like. Yeah, nah, cause. He sees, he's an older guy,
1: so this is more of an OG talking to like a young buck, which would be me. So he's just telling me there's a lot, basically he's saying there's a lot of temptation here. Just come to work and do your job. Don't fuck shit up if you have something going on in your personal. Because I've seen a lot of people fuck their shit up and then they blame it on the job when they got to be blaming it, when they should be blaming it on their penis is basically what he's trying to say. Now, I believe him because there definitely is temptation there. This building has way more women and there's way more um, there's way more people that's around my age group. There's a lot more people that's around me. So I'm like, oh, okay. I kind of see what he's saying. Mm. I just go to work and stand up for eight hours and just say good morning, good afternoon, good night. I don't do nothing else. That ass.
2: Hey, you and that one. Smart man. She... Yeah. Smart man right there. Uh, anybody else? Yeah. I don't even know if I have an all man this week, so d you got one. Uh,
3: <laughs> nah, 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 nah. 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 This nigga
1: X took a long pause. D-Flo said nah, and they both connected via Zoom. Like, they both linked via Zoom. If you got something to say,
3: Flo, just say it. Nah, I'm chilling, man. I've just been working, man. Just yeah, I'm trying to think. Just trying to, to get think. this shit together. I'm, I'm yeah, just trying I'm, to think I'm, of... I don't got no wild out of the ordinary shit that's been happening lately. To be honest, everything's been kind of, kind of smooth. Just been trying to do okay. what I got to do. So shout out no, to no, sh- shout, out to shout out to D
1: Flow, shout out to D Flow Studios. You know,
3: you already know, man. there? <laughs> lights in the background. Like a, you know I mean, like a really nice. You know what time man. it is?
2: already no,
3: Mike?
2: Yeah, I don't. Like a really I don't. Nice. I've been listen. This shit going on that just. Does not involve me. <laughs> it doesn't involve me. So I'm just staying away from. <laughs> I'm staying away from all shit that don't got not, that nothing to do with the boy over here. Okay. <laughs> so you know what I mean? Like, well that That's that's all I can say. I'm 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 good. The uh, yesterday I went to the office. I put one of the chairs together, and uh, the F train. Stops at nine thirty. That's as that's as bad as it's been all week. So <laughs> I, I, I can't say that for everybody, though. <laughs> I, can't, I can't say that for everybody. <laughs>
3: terrible week for some people. <laughs> I, don't, I don't even know what's happening, but I'm dying. <laughs>
2: it's a terrible oh, week for some so, people. I but. mean, I guess I could say oh, you know no. my my little cousin who who is like my niece. She turned uh 16, well, she turned 16 in two days, and um I went to her sweet 16, and I, I got to see the little niggas in her circle, and Damn. just the realization that in two years, she will be 18, and at that point, I can no longer threaten her, like, yo, I'm gonna beat these little niggas up. You know, at that point, I'm gonna just let her rock with the, with the boyfriend if she decides to have one, but right now, I tell her all the time, I'm gonna beat them up, so... <laughs> Like, if you want to put this little nigga in danger, go ahead. And the only reason why, because I know on, on some end of it, you be like, do you do that with, with boys and stuff like that? I don't know if I'm going to do it with my son. I probably will Um, because some of these ladies out here is, is worse than niggas these days. <laughs> it's, it's worse than Facts. the niggas these days. So I might fact. have this nigga on lock too. But she knows it's a joke. She knows it's just me playing with her, so. Um the real thing that I tell her is like if you do end up dating somebody just make sure that you are open about it and you feel like you can talk to us like so um so I guess that's that's about about it the sweet 16 itself was amazing uh she got a car shout out to my cousin um and she got a Rolex like uh, out there oh, living her shit. best life yeah she's living her best life at God 16? damn 16. Jesus oh. shit, gorgeous. Yeah. Gorgeous Rolex. I got her a guitar. I got her, she has an electric guitar. I got her acoustic one. So she racked okay. up. <laughs> she racked up this at year. 16? Like. She must she That's must she be at
3: sixteen. Right?
1: She must she she must be really putting in damage in, in, in fucking uh the field of academia. God
2: damn. I mean, yeah, she's an amazing young lady. She's destined for greatness. She's uh, on a path of doing amazing things. So she deserves everything that nice. she got for her for her sweet sixteen. Um, nice, which is why which is why everybody was willing to celebrate her in that capacity. So right, shout out. I mean, the spot the the spot when you put it on
1: that shit that spot looked like that shit was fire. That that shit looked fire.
2: Oh, the spot the spot was dope, and it kind of it's kind of inspiring me to figure out what I want to do for my birthday. Um, which is coming up. Okay, so we're gonna have to. Figure oh yeah, that's that
1: right. You had you you had put up a post about well, you put it in a story. So yeah, ladies and gentlemen, we're now accepting all XAB pre gifts pre orders right now. Please send that yeah, shit yeah, to that man's cash app. Okay,
2: these, these suits ain't Thank fitting you. no more. I don't know if right, I gotta get not a fitting. Uh, I I think the last time I checked, that was a forty two chest. I might have to move up to forty something. Cause it ain't it ain't working out. It ain't working. Out. As soon as, as soon as,
1: as soon as I seen that story, I was like, "Oh, I already know what I'm getting my nigga for his birthday." I was like, "He gonna be, he gonna be looking at me like, oh, it's not a car, it's not a guitar, but nigga,
2: you damn near close to a Rolex.' <laughs> I'm done. <laughs> <laughs> D- damn near close to a Rolex. <laughs> well, listen, it's to me. I, I, I think this year is a special year. So I, I want. There was one idea that I have, but I think we're gonna do that next year. I'm gonna let y'all know that off, off air. Um, And I'm going to let you know what I'm thinking about uh, this year. But we're going to figure it out. We're going to see. I ain't going to announce nothing here because if we change plans, I don't want people confused. Um, And obviously, any listener or viewers of the show, you guys just hit me in a DM and we could, you know, have you come through. Why not? We love meeting the people that listen to the show. Um, And we've had, I've had at least like three or four new people in my inbox that listen to the show. So that's super dope. Nice. Love it. Yeah, so, you know what I mean? We're going to get to the shits and giggles for y'all because uh, that's what we are here for. So, um, let's just get straight into it. Donda was released. Well, they, Donda had a pre-release party on Thursday. Now, I was actually with Distinguished on Thursday, but I was listening to the to the pre-release. Um, before I go into it, you guys have any thoughts about, about the Donda pre-release? Did you hear I don't, any music? I
1: don't, know, I don't know where it was released. I just heard that one shit with him and Hove. That's it. I didn't hear nothing else.
2: It was released on, on Apple Music, um, and he had a concert. But is it still on Apple Music? No, because he didn't release the project.
1: Oh, this nigga Kanye. Yo, this nigga Kanye. I mean, huh?
2: which is one of my gripes about it, about Kanye in Why? general. And I, Why the fuck would you do that? I'm going to get to it because, I mean, I'm going to get to it, but... Um, like so basically for those who haven't listened Or maybe under a rock or whatever Didn't know uh, Kanye released Well Kanye had was was doing a pre-release concert Started at eight, 8 o'clock on Thursday That was supposed to lead into the album releasing At 12 o'clock midnight uh, Which is the regular Degler thing that everybody's doing Everybody's releasing their projects If you haven't noticed on Fridays So at 12 o'clock uh the concert was cool. I mean, everybody and their mama was there. Kim Kardashian actually showed up to support her soon to be ex-husband. Uh there was a lot of people. It was even some white dude who was able to sneak into the concert by creating a, a fake badge or whatever. Uh but from what I heard, like obviously live music sounds different than when it's recorded and you listen into your and in your headphones or whatnot. From what I heard, right. I like the direction of it. It reminds me a lot of uh Pablo, the life of Pablo. It it reminds oh, okay. me of that type of project. It like Justin LeBoy was like bigging it up, making it seem like it was gonna be late registration or some shit like that. But from I what definitely I, saw that. Yeah, he was going ham. Like it, it's yeah. a little it was a little weird. But um what it reminds me of is Life of Pablo. He has a little he has a feature from Little Baby, uh he has a feature from Dirk. He has a feature from a couple of other people. And then of course the big feature that was released was the whole feature. Now the the information around the whole feature is that it was delivered to Kanye 4 p.m. that Thursday. So my question, I guess my first question is, what does that mean? Is there anything behind the fact that Hove waited until he knew the day of the release to send his verse? Or is that just the timing situation? Um, first first off, before you go, D-Flow, Jay-Z still doing music with Kanye? Well, in the verse, I mean, you heard the verse. He said the, the throne might be back. Right, but
1: how did we get there? The la- last we all was informed via the internet, Ho- Ho- Hov hasn't spoken to that man. Hov don't even let the kids play with that man, kids.
3: That's the last we got. Yeah, but they, they, listen, man, at the end of the day, business is business. And I'm pretty sure the industry <laughs> is, is big, but it's small at the same time. They they were running to each other at some party and, you know, they probably chopped it up and were just having a conversation. I yeah. mean,
2: if they're real friends like they have projected through all of these years, it, it doesn't surprise me that eventually they would yeah, get over whatever differences that they had. Um I mean, a lot of people are obviously saying that coincidentally, this has happened as soon as the divorce papers are put in between Yo. him and Kim Kardashian.
3: Yeah, it could it could be that they just didn't fuck with Kim,
2: and it's it's possible. Hey. And I don't think it's because of Kim. I think it was because of all of the tabloid celebrity shit that that family like revels in. They like the tabloids around them. And then you got B and, and J who were like, get that shit out my face. Like, right. So it could have possibly been like, yo, you know, no shade towards y'all, but we don't want to be around that. Or, I mean, I think it's a mix of things. You also had Kanye who still, to this day, still repping the MAGA shit. Like you hear more low key about it because he trying to release this album, but uh, he's still repping <coughs> Donald Trump shit. Like he never stopped the MAGA there was one report where he quote unquote stopped, but then he did plenty of interviews where he still kind of spoke about it. So if I'm Jay-Z and I'm on my blackity black shit, or at least that's what PR is is kind of telling me to do, I can't be with the MAGA nigga. The nigga running around talking about niggas chose to be slaves and shit like that. So I don't I I don't know what the breakup was, but I think eventually people kind of came to the conclusion that Kanye West has a mental illness. Like, it's more than just him doing erratic, crazy shit. Because that's what it seems like to me. Like, Dave... You saw Dave Chappelle and all of them come to his uh, aid over the summer when he kind of was tweeting weird. So I just think that some of the people that were in his original circle have come to the conclusion that he's not going to be the old Kanye and that they're going to just support him in any way that they can without also enabling him. And maybe that's where Jay is at. My
1: second question before you get deeper into what you heard, this is a very important question, especially for our Christian listeners that probably should not be listening to this podcast. But, hey, to each his own. I'm not your maker. Um, Is there cursing on this project? That's a yes or no. Not directly from Kanye. Anybody. That's a yes or no.
2: Yeah, there's cursing on it.
1: Okay, so this is not a Christian. So this is not a Christian album. All right, Christians, sorry. That nigga's back to secular. Now, if this is what X is gonna talk about, you fucking heard it here first. I said, if Kanye goes through with this divorce, there might be a chance the nigga might come back. He might he might come back. X was like, ah, I don't know. I don't. If this is that project, you heard it here first on Dad Has Some
2: Bowtas. I said the nigga was coming back. Uh, well, uh, lyrically, lyrically. I never well, said no, mentally. That's, that's the thing. I mean, Kanye lyrics, they didn't really stand out. I mean, I'd have to hear the project again because, like I was saying, uh, the live concert experience, hearing it acoustically that way, it's kind of hard to pick up everything that's being said. Uh, and then with the with the notion and the idea that you would be able to listen to the album later that night, You're kind of just listening and seeing what's next. You're not picking up every bar that was dropped. So from what I heard, Kanye did more crooning and singing than rapping. And that's why it kind of sounds more like Life of Pablo than it sounds like, you know, late, late registration or even graduation. Like, he didn't do that much rapping from what I heard. A lot of the features did more of the rapping. Kanye didn't curse, um, and so no, I don't. I don't know if it's that project, but I feel like it might be better than the last two projects he put out, which is the gospel album, and then Yay, G- uh, Jesus is King, Jesus is King, and, and Yay, which were the last two projects he put out. Um, I feel like it's better than those. But I
1: never, I, I never gave Yay. Ye, well, yeah, I'm lying. I definitely gave Yay the Light of Day. Um, I never gave. Uh, uh Jesus is King the light of day. I
2: never listened to it. I listened to Jesus is King. I mean it wasn't terrible, but it wasn't great. It wasn't good. Um well, m-
1: m- me personally I mean this is just me in terms of like, you know, I don't think I don't think we have this in hip hop the the closest person to do it and then he stopped I me. Mean, he when he came back was Mace. Mace left uh rap music years ago. He he had did an interview with uh uh, big ticket in, in the rap basement for those of you guys who remember, we're going down memory lane, we're going down to uh, BET channel 42. If you guys remember, we're going way back. Mace put out a gospel, a, a gospel uh, album, and Mace said he was never coming back to hip hop music. And then, lo and behold, few, a few uh, years later, Mace comes back as Murder Mace and he signed to G Unit talking about, Are you a window shopper? So, I don't know, I think Kanye. Um, if he's if he's fully going to come back and give us a secular project, a hip hop project, um, he, he he doesn't have to curse, but he needs to rap. And if he's not rapping, I don't want to hear another album from Kanye West. I'm good off that. If, if, if you're going to make beats, just make beats. If you're going to still produce for artists, still do it. I don't want to hear no more rapping because now you don't have anything else that's really hindering you from. Making the music or the creativity you want, um, you I don't think he ever clear did though,
2: really and truly. Huh? I don't think Kim was a hindrance, bro. Honestly,
1: no, 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 I don't think Kim was a hindrance. I think Kim was a fucking eye opener because I think without her being with him, we probably wouldn't even have seen this whole mental health thing. I mean, he was already dealing initially with the mental health thing when his mom died. That's when right. he started, you know, not finishing his shows. That's when he was crying in the middle of his verses and I'm not trying to make fun of that in no way shape or form however that's when this shit started you know I mean going into another thing and then we saw a lot of Kanye West's outbursts when he did drop uh life of uh Pablo and he started yelling talking about um uh at his shows he's tired of hearing fucking uh for free on the radio He's tired of him for free on the radio. He said that numerous times, and then he was yelling at his shows, saying, you know, Jay-Z, call my phone,
2: call my line. I'm just like, what? Well, remember, really he was implying that Jay-Z was going to send shooters to come take him out.
1: Right and, I, right, and I was like, why would you, on graduation, you have a song called Big Brother, which is the 13th song on that project, and the whole record was dedicated to Jay-Z. And you call this man your big brother, and then years later, you you think this is going to be the same man that helped give you your deal? He's going to send shooters to you, Kanye? We, nigga, we know that was a devil talking. <laughs> we know that was not that was not him. That that, that was definitely not him. So I, I hope he knows what he's doing because um, the, the the fans need they shit, bro. <laughs> the
2: fans well, need they that- their music. That's my problem with the whole scenario, bro. Honestly, like this kind of rubs me the wrong way. Is everybody does give Kanye multiple chances, and this is no different. And like with this, the man always talks about he's gonna drop an album, then it doesn't drop. This one time, everybody is hyped for this album. Like everybody right. from the blogs, yeah, everybody to the the casual Kanye listener to the diehard fan, everybody is kind of like. You said some dumb shit and you've been doing some dumb shit over the last couple of years, but we gonna listen. You ran for president, you lost terribly, you you did the MAGA shit. You said some wild shit about slaves maybe a couple months ago again. Like, we're gonna just we're just gonna throw it away and just give this project a chance. And lo and behold, Kanye Kanye's and does not deliver the album. And now they're talking about it's coming out August 6th. Now August 6th is basically practically 2 weeks from now and the and the the hype about this shit going to die down. Like it's, it's already dead for me. Down. I Friday Unless. I refreshed my shit all night, did not see the album and by Sunday I was over it. I don't like I don't know if I care. The only way I am going to care is if we get more surprise verses like what with the whole verse? And my I was question about to say, is, the
1: only way we should care is if we see some visuals too, bro. We need we need like visuals, two videos to drop. The visuals is going to take it to the next
3: level. We see we visuals, We need two videos to gonna drop. Push the, it's going to push the release because so people going to be like, oh, word. Especially if he drops the visual of him and Jay and Jay is really in the video rocking out with him. It's going to make the project <sighs> I can a little see bit that. Hyper.
2: Um, but my question is, do you guys think there are more surprise versus with big artists that we don't know about and that's why he pushed it back? Cause that's my. I think Drake I, gonna be on it. I was just about to say Drake is on
1: it because I'm going back to a reference track. Remember on uh, what's the name of this song? That's on Scary Hours too. Uh, needs and wants. Mm-hmm. That part in the song where 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 uh, Drake is like, uh, I'm paraphrasing. Say he, he want to go to Kanye to ask him because he needs some more Jesus. Um, right. That part. I'm like. So, Something tells me that
2: he's in communications. What? Remember, him.
3: him and Drake were working <laughs> on songs. Drake, Drake
2: was yeah, out in yeah.
3: Wyoming, working on songs with Kanye.
2: When the Fallen Out
3: happened. When the Fallen Out happened. So this is true. So we, songs probably,
2: together. we probably might hear old records. You're right. We might we
1: might hear old songs. Yeah, something song might have got cleared.
2: We might have cleared something. Yeah. Um, yeah. I mean, is that? M- Little Wayne might be on some joint, maybe. I feel, this is what I feel. I feel like when people on some when people heard that the whole verse came through, other artists that may have been like "I'm cool," said, "You know what? Yo, go ahead and clear that track." And somewhere along the line that night, Kanye got that information. Yo, Nikki, she's clearing the joint because there's a song with him and Nikki that everybody wants released. I can't remember the name of it. It was supposed to be released on the gospel joint, but. I got something about it. Nikki was like, I wasn't going to clear it. So
3: Mm. I feel like
2: we're at a point now where people, they saw the whole verse come through. It was a shocker. And it might have been four or five records that maybe people were holding up the clearance on. Could be Drake, could be Nikki, whatever. And seeing that whole verse come through made them say, you know what? I'm going to do it. Go ahead. Go ahead and clear that track. That's what I feel is, is happening here. That's we, the only thing that do, makes sense. Do we think
1: there is a record about the marriage?
2: Supposedly, there is a, a, a sentimental record about the marriage, but nothing negative about Kim. There was a blog going around saying that he was saying like some wild stuff about Kim, but then his camp came out and said, there's nothing wild about Kim, but there is a song about the marriage and I guess how hurt he is, that it's over.
1: Uh I mean, I think he outside of his mental illness is hurt, but his mental illness is what hurt that marriage. So I hope that is being shined and discussed in these lyrics. First of all, he gotta keep it a hundred. Cause when Jay dropped 444 and dropped that uh song about uh 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 I'm going to say allegedly because he didn't say these words, but he was alluding in these verses that he may have stepped out on Beyonce and how she was going to leave and shit like that. That nigga went in on himself. Right. Not, so I hope Kanye does that because in the past when he's he's he, he, he has a tendency of talking about himself, which I like to do sometimes when I rap, in third person, um, you know, on his self-reflective shit, but – Really hasn't been doing that in a while. He's just, like you said, been doing goofy shit. So hopefully that Kanye is on here and not this other nigga that's named Kanye. Cause I don't know what this nigga that's Kanye is doing, bro.
2: I'm yeah, dead ass. I can't yo, I can't get niggas just want rapping. I can't get Ye Kanye again. I I mean the Ye yeah. project had one or two little sleeper bangers on it, but I, I can't listen to a to this nigga screaming on tracks and saying a bunch of nonsensical bars. I know he's not going to do Yay again because supposedly he's not cursing. Um, and he, I didn't hear him cursing his verses, but I did hear the features curse. Um, I, I
3: think, I think this project has a lot of screaming on it, man, because he did it on he did it
2: on Pop's project. Yeah, he did scream you know on I mean? Pop shit. He, he
3: did it. On, he did that shit on Pop, and the minute I heard, it, I was just like, "Is this Yay?"
2: And that same song, yeah. I think, is on Yay's project too. He played it yeah. during the the concert. I don't know if that means it's on the project or not, but. He played it during the little concert shit he did. So,
3: yeah, I wasn't I wasn't too happy with the way he was on that chorus. I was just like, "Damn, son, fire song." Don't get me wrong, that beat is that that whole track is not is a fire song. It ain't bad at the, all. The beat, but, pre-
2: yeah, you missed our con uh, You missed our pop smoke, uh, breakdown. But the beat selection for the for the pop smoke album was, I think, pretty decent. I ain't really having no problems oh yeah. with the with the beat selection. Um. But the verses were just so unfinished. Like a lot of those songs, you could just tell. It was just, bruh, y'all could have just kept that shit. Reused lyrics.
3: Yeah, Yeah. reused lyrics. Um, I ain't going to talk too much about it because I spoke about it already. But the reused lyrics, the song with him and and Dewey Leeper. That shit was super Um, trash, bro. Like, what the fuck? If someone else had sung The Hook, it probably would have been dope. But because they let
2: him sing the hook, it threw it off. You know what the problem is? That's a track that only works if he's alive. It's not a track that you can release with him passing, and that was never his sound. Like, I can understand. We we spoke about it a little bit, but I can understand they wanted to open up the market to get that money too, and that's a big market. You could play that shit during a rave, and now you got the black kids activated during the the rave or at a pop party party. And then you could throw on that version of it. You know, white kids love it when a, a rapper ends up on an electro, you know, beat or whatever the case is. So, like, that opens up that market. But it doesn't, it feels so un- unauthentic because he's not here. You know, and so I, guy, for, it for feels me, like they're throwing it, shit on there.
3: I think it, I think it could have worked. But for me, I was thinking, hold on, yeah, for me, I think it would have definitely worked, but it's not a. In my opinion, it's not a bad song. It's just the hook. If they had gotten like The Weekend to sing that hook, that whole song would have been lit. It's if different, the different with The Weekend. Afford,
1: niggas can't afford uh, The Weekend, bro. Yeah, I you mean, know, it's, nobody, it's, nobody, nobody it's definitely
2: afford. a different song with The Weekend, but to me, it's still just a little unauthentic. Like, it would probably work a little bit better one because The Weekend is black and and two that would make the song more so of this no new pop era as opposed i mean it's not even a pop song it's like an electro dance beat or whatever yeah,
3: it's, a, it's, a, it's a downbeat it's an electro downbeat track so but it 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 would have sound it would have sounded good if because i heard it on the radio over the weekend a few different times on z100 and i was just like I could have heard I could have heard Weekend singing this hook and him still him him still doing his verse and Dua still coming in on the first verse, and it would have been a dope track. I mean, but it,
2: either way, to me it sounds more authentic if you have the Weekend or Rihanna on it. Yes, because it still yeah. it still seems more of the culture, but to just yeah. have Pop on it after his death and he's never done a song like that before, like it it just feels like a money grab. It does. Yeah, it feels unauthentic, inauthentic. And it feels like... recouping. to recoup, man. Yeah, and I, I get were it. Like, are trying to recoup. It could have been a whole... We spoke about it, um, Distinguished and I. It could have been a whole plan where it. like, yeah, we're trying to get the family as much money as possible. So we're going to do everything that we know makes these records go gold and platinum. Because I'm sure that shit is going to end up going gold, regardless. Like, is the market... That electro market is just too big for it not to. So I feel like that's going to happen, but... It just, as a, like, a lot of the street-level fans, they're looking at that, and they're like, yo, Pop would have never did this shit. So, like, Audrey? what what made y'all feel like this was something to throw on the, To me, it would have been better if it was just a, a loose single, if it wasn't on the project. It was just a loose single that came out. It would have been it, like, right.
3: on a movie or some shit.
2: Yeah, it would have been i right if it was a loose single. But, um, yeah, uh, so... Uh, we spoke about one failed marriage, but now we have a new marriage on the way. Congratulations to Issa Ray. She Congratulations, is...
3: Congratulations, uh, man. I saw that.
2: Marrying... Well, she married her husband, Louis. Uh, now, we don't know much about Louis because Issa kept that shit on the low. I'm pretty sure Legit- she has... I respect it. She has posts out yeah, that good. not too long ago that made it sound like she was single, and she popped up married. So... Um, I respect it too. I don't Even got nothing, the marriage
3: post is, is, is sus, bro. She's just like this is a photo sh- a photo a shoot. Photo shoot. <laughs> a, too, right a impromptu photo shoot. My friend just happened to be here dressed the same
2: and, and I'm with, I'm somebody, with somebody's so. husband.
3: I was just like that's cute because it's, it's like stay out of my fucking business type shit. But, right, right. Um without without saying it crazy. Shout outs to yeah, that, that's that's perfect. Being the comedian she is it it, it, it made so much sense. But congrats to her, man. I'm happy. She looks happy. and She looks they look very beautiful. happy.
1: And yeah, she looks very happy.
2: Yeah, I mean, shout is out, there something to, to say, Ray. Say though, about keeping your relationship or your dating life or who you're talking to very private and then just popping out either in a long-term relationship? Like, hey, I've been together with this person for four years. You know, happy birthday to my baby type shit. Or, yeah, we, we married now. Like, is there... Is there a method to that madness, I guess?
1: Yeah. um, I don't know if you remember this or anybody saw this. Well, this wasn't on the shade Room. This was on Lorenz Tate page, and then somebody put it on their page, and that's how I found out about it. Uh, Lorenz Tate has been married for, I think, over 15 years, and he said the secret in keeping your marriage um, private is literally by not posting about it. That's basically what he said. He was like, if you really want your shit sacred... He's like, you're not gonna post your wife 24-7. So you're not gonna post that you're in a marriage 24-7. You're just gonna do what you gotta do to keep your marriage intact, despite I what agree. you do as an artist.
3: Unfortunately, not not I feel like more men agree with this, this ideology than women. But yeah. um Yeah, because um women w- women will look at it as
1: um posting means validation, but if you don't post, then I'm a secret. But you're really not a secret, you think you're a secret because you're not being um you're not being um galvanized all over fucking Instagram Broadway and Facebook Broadway and social media Broadway with men it's just more like me i'm just- i'm gonna just use Mia as an example if I'm with you yeah I'm gonna post you um and if we not together, I mean I still may keep some stuff up of us but um, in terms of my status, unless I'm asked, I'm not going to say if I'm in a relationship now or not. Because the other day, somebody said, Damn, like I was actually going to shoot my shot, but you always in a relationship. I was like, I'm not even in a relationship. <laughs> mm. But you know what I mean? So, looking at what Issa did, it, it really had me thinking in my head today. That's actually a really good question to XAB. I was like, Yo, I think when I get married, I don't even think I'm going to post anything about it for like the first maybe half a year, only my internal friends are going to know about it because, for one, I'm a clown. So I could easily do the same thing Issa do, and niggas would think I'm joking, but then it could actually be real. And then, two, I could not do it, and then people still think it's not real <laughs> because I have so many different personalities at once on social media. I, w- I, would, tr- I, w- I would try to hold it down, though. I, would try I mean, to I been,
3: it. I've been doing that shit for years. I still do it now. I was just about to say, you do that You're shit, like, yeah. I, I, yeah, I you don't. do. I'm not a big fan of posting my relationship online because you invite negative energy into your space like that. I feel like it's acceptable to some sense with women into a small degree. But even with that, I told my wife, I'm just like, Yo, like, you don't have to post everything online. You feel me? Like at the end of the day, I'm not going to hide who you are. Like my, the people who know me know you mm, and that's, that's what's important. You feel me? The people who I find important in my life, Know that you're... I mean, obviously, my situation is a little different because we've been together mad long, but even from back then, I was just like, yo, everybody who's close to me knows you. Will know you. Yeah, right. Like, they know you well. Like You'll you know who my friends are and you'll know who I keep around me and they'll know about you. I only have a you little bit
2: of pushback um, because I do think that there is a balanced line between keeping somebody a secret and just wanting to keep your relationship private. And that... That line can be kind of crossed. Like I think, I think that we've all seen that too, where niggas will act like they fully single on the on the lines on the in, in, internet's on the grams, mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. they got a whole wife, kids, girlfriend of twelve well, years. Like that, that's we've seen it happen. <laughs> see,
3: that, that's the goofy part. You see, like for me, I I would do it, and I've, I've done this before. Like I mean, I ain't gonna say I've done this, but I do it right now. On all, of my, on all of the platforms that have those type of information, yeah. you will see married. Right. The minute I speak to a show that you're married, I don't hide that information. You won't see me post about it as much because I just don't want that energy for me personally because I don't want people to know what's going on in my personal life. I want you to focus on what I'm building. Because one thing I don't like about social media, if you put your family life on social media, to me it it distracts people because to me it's like if all they do is see you post about family and the people you're with when you want to promote something you don't get that reaction no more cuz all they want to see is your family shit and i think I see it that depends on so
2: many people it depends on who who's following you like it depends on how you build your, family, your your base on the social sites but what i would say to what you're saying is there is also I agree. I think there is also a line to tote when it comes to overexposure to what you're putting online. And that's often, like, that will lead to the demise of your relationship, Mm -hmm. in my opinion. Like, if you're putting every argument on social media, if you're putting every good time on social media, every bad time, every time the sex was good, every time the sex was bad... Every, like, if you start leaving hints, there are snipers and sharks out there. They see blood yeah. in the water, they slide in your DM. Come. Yo, I, I, it's crazy that some homeboy said that to you. Like, I would never say no shit it. like that.
3: And it, that's why I, I would always say this to, to most people, I would say. Like, yo, if you're in a healthy relationship, you don't got to post all the time. Do your subtle reminders to let niggas know. Yo, I'm still with Shorty. I'm still, a, I'm still a homie over here. Don't forget that I'm in a happy relationship, but you don't gotta broadcast it as often. You feel me? On the important times, then I would say, yeah, you should post. It's her birthday. It's your anniversary. Just to remind people
2: that you're yeah. still in a committed space. Yeah, and you I feel me. Y- you know me. I don't put my dating life out there at all niggas don't know who i'm dating who i've dated when i've dated they don't know shit because i don't put that on social media as often i'm as ever like i but i feel like when i'm in a relationship um i would post more in that regard but again i'm not posting everything i'm not going on my story like if i have an argument or me and my girl get into an argument Yo, subs. women does da, da 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 Like, women do this da 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 Or, subs I, I, I hate it thing. when- Like, yeah, subs and all I'm not doing that Like, we're gonna handle our shit internally And the outside don't ever need to know any of that And that's different from, like Painting a perfect picture Because I'm not saying that I'm not saying fake the funk But I do feel like there's a, there's a difference between hiding somebody <laughs> And um, just keeping it private You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. But, and I also think there's a bit of a double standard there Because if this was a nigga they wouldn't be celebrating it as much as is being celebrated on social media right now. Like right facts, now, a lot facts. of people are saying, yo, Issa's a G for that. Issa is amazing. Like, how you you just you you keep it low and then you pop out married. That's what's up. But if this was a famous nigga, oh my God. That would oh, be yeah. not yeah, that be would, the case. Yeah. Oh, you why are it, you it,
3: hiding her? She's so beautiful. He gotta have three bitches on the side. Like yep. would have yeah. been yeah. They would have been talking mad shit and literally sometimes it's also to stop. If when imagine a nigga like Michael B. Jordan pops up and just be like, Y'all married. Nobody knows about this girl, no nothing. Do you imagine the amount of wild shit they would tell her? That man don't love you. Yeah. They would also trash her. Yep. How could you, you be with a man I
2: mean? that's not uh not what's the what's the word? Uh not excited to be with you. Not happy to show you off, like it's just there's a little I'm like, bit y'all of a don't
3: get y'all single asses out. <laughs> it, it, it gets a little
1: wacky on the internet, which y'all don't. didn't see. Y'all didn't see that brand new meme that women have created today about men. Nah, as, which one? As per usual, the meme goes, and I quote: "I don't give a fuck what this generation says. Men will always be the provider. Period." I mean, I don't have a problem with the I No but, the the but basically what they're saying is the upper echelon to that is I don't give a fuck about gender roles, if the woman could do it or if she's making more money. No nigga, you still gotta play your role and be the provider. Yeah, but what I I'm think saying that's is what they're I don't, saying.
2: I don't have an a uh, uh, a huge issue with the provider shit. My only thing is I feel like both terms are interchangeable. I think that we are I think people are hiding behind certain terms to get what they want, right? By by mm. claiming provider is finances, you get a nigga to provide all of your financial needs and claim that that's what he's supposed to do as a man. But when you think about it, nurturing and, and providing are the same fucking thing. I've been saying that for the longest time. We just make one sound feminine and one sound masculine. But when you break down the core elements of both of them, you're... You are nurturing when you provide and you are providing when you nurture. Like there's no way of separating the two. We just are dictating which one is really and truly a masculine a masculine version and we call that providing and which one is feminine. If a woman is cooking, then she is providing food for the family. But we say that's a feminine thing and that she's nurturing the family. No, that's pr- that's providing. My so so yeah I don't I don't have a problem because at the end of the day you're supposed to provide for each other that's how I see it but to to your point yeah that whole like we just gonna force the niggas to feel like they need to hold exuberant amounts of financial burden I don't hundred percent agree with that I never will not to say that I won't provide for the uh people in my life because that's all I do. <laughs> like any any woman that has dealt with me on any level Knows that at some point I'm definitely holding the burden Of that relationship financially So like I that's not even that's I don't have a gripe Because obviously I do it But when we break it down to the core elements Like nah Like let's not act Let's not not appreciate the fact that men do that That is my number one issue with it Let's not Act like men ain't shit and this, that, and a third, but or tell men how they supposed to go on a date with you, but you not bringing your pockets to the date. How you gonna tell a nigga, yo, you didn't spend enough on a date when you never spent anything on a date? That that don't, a, that ain't it. I, I saw a meme. I, don't, I saw
1: a meme like that today.
3: That shit was wild. I don't even like engaging in those conversations with certain shorties because for me, the way I look at it, it's a two way street. I and mean, I don't know. I've been singing this shit for a minute. I have no problem being a provider. Just play your role. You want me to play that role? Then you got to play the next role
2: to too. the T. And and not too many, That's not that. too many men can play the super provider role to a T. And not too many women could play the quote unquote nurturing Nurture role to, the tea. to a T. But, but,
3: but, <laughs> but you but, can't but, want X. me to be the provider, but you can't cook. You don't know how to clean. You barely can wash some fucking dishes, but you want to... You don't like taking care of the kids.
2: You don't want to be around the dead. kids. You would prefer, <laughs> like, the family members do that. So what exactly are you bringing to <laughs> the table? Don't want to cook.
3: Always want to eat out. Like <laughs> yeah, But what? you want to talk about me paying all your bills? Paying you all your, your bills and providing cheese? you Chanel?
2: Oh no. Nah. You want a trick. Like let's let's keep it a stack that's You it. want a trick. That's it.
3: Then hey. then and that's what you want, then then say that. But don't come in here, niggas I don't care what nigga nobody say. You gotta be the provider. Alright ho no problem If you're not providing you a However, broke nigga. Then and I, then i you just gotta call it what it is, then then you you a bum ass bitch.
1: Cool. <laughs> and that's and, and that's and that's what I was trying to allude to. Well that's that's what um I think you were alluding to X when you was like not all men are quote unquote sole providers to the team. Not not all women are nurturers, quote unquote to the tea. I think the problem is in this generation, women are like, I got my masters, nigga. I got my PhD, nigga. But y'all still dating niggas that either don't have that or you're still dating dudes that you still can and will always complain about not having shit. Because if you actually was dealing with a motherfucker that had his shit together or you felt like was on your level, because I feel like with a degree, even if the man has the same degree, my opinion, women by a default, because of the now society that we're in, more women are in elevated positions in society and are doing things. And they don't necessarily need a man to do it for them, although there is a, a group of women on one side of that argument that will say they want that. But if you really want that, do you women also understand what it means to be submissive? Because now when you have a man that's doing all of these things, and when he wants you to do something, women always say stupid shit like this. I don't have to tell you. You should just know. You should just figure it out. So if a man starts talking like that, you're going to be very annoyed.
2: You're going oh, to feel like... We talk too spicy you know,
3: when we get like that. Right, right.
2: right. Yeah, a man can't come out as mouth and say that. But I also... Right, I, don't, right. I, I, I and, hate the... And, and, I, and that's I, fucked up. I hate the um, I hate the conversations about dominant and and submissive too, only because that is that gets convoluted as well. And I feel like when we've spoke about it, and in a partnership, both people have to find there, there are times where both people will be dominant in certain areas and be submissive. And unfortunately, when we kind of have these conversations and we talk about it, it's like that also becomes gender specific and that's not how relationships go and and that's the problem with this generation this generation wants best of both worlds on one end they want to be able to do whatever the fuck they want because it's it's freedom for both sides is i i just want to be free and do what i want and i want what i want but when you are like, literally, the idea of a partnership is based around compromise because there are two individual people that have been living individual lives. And then when they come together, they find out what it is that the other person likes, which they may not necessarily like. Like, for instance, I have I've had partners in the past that they like their foot rub. I don't want nothing to do with feet. Um, I, I we've I've been saying this for the longest time. But in an instance where I'm in a long-term relationship with a shorty and she needs a foot rub, I will compromise on that and I'll give her a foot rub. And it's going to be the best motherfucking foot rub that I can provide. But like I like that. I like how you said that. Yeah, that I can provide like I like that. I like that. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? But at the end of the day, it's like we're getting away from that and we think or or people seem to think that partnership nowadays is gimme 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 uh it, it just seems individualistic and and very much I, like about me 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 i think the
3: problem is and and this is something i've, I've said i just think there's too much I can, i'm gonna keep saying it bro it's too much options niggas it's it's hard for you to want to compromise when there's always an option out
2: there social media is is great and I think it's false options though I don't think it's real options that's the problem it's not
3: real options that's that's a good thing to say it's not real options but the illusion that you can find a better option makes it difficult for you to want to be like you know what I'm a
2: compromise for this person because this person works for me I think a lot of people don't know what they really want to add on to that though I think that that is a maturity thing because I think the older you get because I, I feel like all all of our friends that are between the ages of, let me say, like, 28, 28 and up, they don't think like that anymore. I think that, and some of the younger generation that I know, like some 24-year-olds, 25-year-olds, they don't think like that either. But a, a large majority of what I see online is, like, between the ages of 21 and 25 that kind of... Do fall into the trap of seeing options or seeing, oh, look, they're going on vacation every week. Why can't we do that type shit? Um, As opposed to looking at somebody on their base level. And that's another thing. What people are being trained to look at and deem as love is getting very superficial. It's like, what can you buy me and how can you fuck me? Those are the two things that seem to be put to the forefront and so, it's like social media is a substitute teacher yeah and it's like listen those things, I'm are, so, great. Those I'm things sorry are great those things are great for down for, for superficial relationships but if you're trying to actually have a relationship with somebody how good they fuck you is going to is is not going to matter after 5 months of y'all to living together fucking every mm-hmm. night how, I was about to say that marriage
3: unfortunately has nothing to do with neither of those
2: exactly how, how much like, shit he could buy you is going to mean absolutely nothing when you have everything you really want you want facts and uh, honestly when you get into marriage at that point you have real
3: responsibilities you have children to focus on it no longer becomes about what he could do for you how well he could fuck you it's a matter of are y'all able to be comfortable can you print can you provide for your children can y'all actually you know sit down and be worry free bill free like these are the things as you get older you start to consider because the conveniences of life isn't mo- isn't no is no longer about what I could buy for you or how good you fuck me but how comfortable we could be as a unit. Right. But a lot of people don't think about those things. A lot of people just concerned about oh, well, you're- he doesn't buy enough for me because you're on social media worrying about what this goofy ass nigga who don't spend his 2 weeks paycheck buying his girlfriend some goofy ass shit for 5 for 15 seconds of fame.
2: Yeah, to get reposted on Instagram. To get
3: reposted on Instagram, but can't can't fucking buy lunch for
2: the next two weeks after. And, that. and these niggas is yeah, fucking yeah. on the air mattress.
3: Facts. Yeah. Like I don't, yeah. I don't respect it because for me, I just think about it like this: like, yo, when it really comes down to it, at the end of the day, as you get older, you you start prioritizing what makes you happy. That that comes with maturity, but as you start to get really, as you start to really set into your ways. It comes down to yo, like what makes me happy? Does my partner makes me Does my partner make me happy? And you start weighing out the pros and cons. What What about my partner makes me happy? And if you start to think about it, like yo, there's more cons than pros, then you have to have that conversation about how that could work for you. What because you doing? start to get happy, you want less stress.
2: What are we doing? The older you get, the less you want to be you want to be dealing yeah the older you get the less you want to be dealing with the drama every two weeks of being in a wild argument like when you're younger you're more you're more accepting of being subbed on Instagram or getting into a wild argument and screaming into your phone and all of that dumb shit the older you get the more you realize you have to lose by getting caught up in that stupid type of shit Especially if you're in the public eye And you're a public figure I mean, some people spin it and it works for them But for the majority of us If you're at work and you're screaming In the bathroom at your partner Over some stupid shit You might not have that job too much longer (laughs) Like, it's it's really that simple The older you get You just start to realize, yo, none of this shit Yeah, I can't I can't keep doing this I just want to be happy 90% 90% of the time. The
3: time like yep.
2: really and, really and, I, and truly, I want it to be a hundred, but I know that there's always gonna be at least ten percent of some fuck shit you, that's gonna nah, happen. Nah, bro, you could
3: you could get away with up to about sixty or seventy percent on some real nigga shit. You could you could go to y'all if I'm happy like sixty percent of the time, that ain't too bad. But what I was gonna say just now to to all our youngins out there. Get with someone that has certain similarities, my nigga. If you like cooked meals, but she likes restaurants, it ain't gonna work. It ain't gonna work. Don't try to make it work. It ain't gonna work. It's just not gonna work, bro. If you like coming home after work to a cooked meal, and she wants to go out and eat all the time, it's not gonna work. Y'all on two Ladies, different pages. It's two different y'all. On, and and, and if y'all not compromising
2: happen. on it, if y'all not able to do, not, hey, maybe we so can I'm do talking. five days. In two days out or three days in, four days out. If you're not able to do that, ain't don't work. do it to yourself. Don't think you could change your player. Don't try it. Cause you every time I mean? you gotta spend money to go out to eat, you're gonna be tight. You're gonna be tight every fucking time, bro. Every time. And that's what's if gonna she... weigh. It's not even gonna be her. It's gonna be that is gonna weigh on the relationship. Because you That's don't want to do that. So now you're out there with an Bro. attitude and she's like, why are you mad?
3: Right, right. Exactly. Same That scenario right there that I gave y'all, to make it work. Understand that. If she likes to go out and party and drink, you don't party and drink, it ain't going to work. It ain't going to work. Even more simpler, if she drinks and you don't drink, it probably won't work. Cause you're
2: gonna start being like, yo, why you always gotta drink? I think it depends on I think that one depends on how much she's drinking. Like if she's getting Bro, sloppy drunk nah, type I'm, shit.
3: I'm yeah, I'm talking about that though. I'm talking about the casual drinker. She just, you know, a party drinker. No, no, no. I'm talking about every day she gotta pour something up. <laughs> I'm ta- that's the type or a smoker. If you don't smoke and she rolling up every day, it ain't gonna work. Ain't gonna work.
2: It ain't gonna work. Simple is she a I gym mean, freak? Think, and you're I, not a gym I, freak. We kind of like it's a little extreme because I think in those scenarios like that those are a little bit different but the perfect example is the is the food one. Like going out to eat versus you want your partner to cook. I think that is like the perfect one cuz honestly I've been I don't smoke and I don't drink and I've been with people who smoke and drink and like again the extremes of it yeah I don't know if I could deal with that like sm- like the how are coming to the house and there's a smoke cloud Every day That might cause issues But like I've been with people Who smoke and drink And it's not That big of a deal to me However though There is a conflict If one You're quote unquote The provider And every night It's like Hey babe I want to go out to eat And You like But I want to cook meal That is going to become a problem Facts It, It becomes an issue man
3: it becomes an issue, like, especially when y'all start living together. Because you're going to come home from work, and you're going to be like, yo, I'm going to come home. I'm about to cook some shit up. Oh, 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 I'm about to make this shrimp scampi, man. I'm about to put these noodles on the stove. And she's He's like, "We, I want to go to Budokan. I want to go to Budokan. <laughs> and you're going to be like, yo, I could, I could get some mashed potatoes, some scallops. <laughs> I, I could I'm going to throw that some up. steak on the joint. I'm going to chef this. What's, yo? what's your favorite what? shit on the menu? I can make it. you. Oh, some grilled shrimp i'll oh, say no more i got the george foreman right here what you talking about i'm about to go do this shit right now oh you want some rasta pasta oh let me go get this shit right now you know some al dante noodles ain't hurt nobody listen it, it just don't work it don't work it don't work i'm sorry it won't work it, but you it- can try to compromise but if that's what they're into that's what they're into man and I see mad dudes try to try to make it work, but it, I think
2: you gotta so know I think your the main piece about it is if it makes you unhappy right because we're saying it won't work, but there are scenarios obviously where it could work if it if you're unfazed by it, then cool but if whatever it is that makes your partner happy makes you very unhappy, that is not gonna work like if 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 you are very unhappy on vacations for whatever reason and your partner likes to go on vacations. That's going to be a burden on the relationship at some point, point. and if if that your partner does not want to compromise on that, and you don't want to compromise on the fact that it doesn't make you happy, you're going to end up distancing yourself. And then the problem is, this is where the social media uh, choices comes into play. The problem is, she's constantly being she or he is constantly being bombarded with images of people that they deem they'll have a better time with doing the very same thing they're doing with you. So they see their homeboy who, or they see a, a dude that they follow and they love going on vacation while you over there being miserable. It's like, man, fuck this nigga. I'm about to, I'm about to see what else is out there and see who does want to do the vacation with me. Cause if this nigga don't want to do it, there's a nigga that does. And, Sometimes that's in spite of all the other amazing things you might be doing for, for them. You might be a great lover. You might be romantic. You might be this, that, and a third. But and I don't really consider this the 80-20, but some would say that this is an 80-20 scenario where that 20% is what that person says, yo, I'm really unhappy with that 20% and I'm going to go. And they sometimes realize that the 80% that you were giving them is not as easy to find in other people as they thought. But, yeah. uh, That's how it is, man. Kind of to tie that in is Michael Blackson uh, proposed to his girl on The Breakfast Club last week. And he basically said that he's going to be giving up all his side chicks by marrying this woman. So my question, I guess, to everybody here is, what are the things that you truly should be giving up when you are ready to be in a marriage or extremely serious relationship with somebody?
1: I don't think anybody really gives up side checks. I don't know I don't... what
3: you're talking about right now. <laughs> I'm just gonna step away. Want to yeah. elaborate? You're again, talking I'm, crazy
1: again. Right? I'm a again. I'm a. I'm gonna say it again. Yes, this is coming from not just distinguish. New York state license as of this June 28th, to be exact one year marriage officiant is coming from that man too. I don't think nobody really gives up their side pieces. And when I say give up, I don't just mean you stop having sex with them. The communication transforms into something else. And sometimes from what I've been learning in my one year of doing weddings, six weddings under my belt to be exact, my next wedding is in a few weeks. Um, there are more people who get married knowing that there're secrets that they have to keep out of the marriage because they never said it when they were just still dating that person. Because if they bring those secrets into the marriage, it's going to be as if they were never even dating that person. I don't think people change necessarily when they get married, however, the way that they deal with each other that shit does evolve that that it, it, it turns in it turns into something that I think there's always one person, whether it's the man or the woman in the relationship. One of those two people knows if I say this thing, this will probably set our marriage ten years back and and we're not even in the first ten years yet, or if I do this one thing, this person will feel like they're not supposed to have this ring on their finger, at least not by me. Maybe they're supposed to have it, but not by me. I some way kind of just dealt with this and not in a toxic way, just in a way that the person felt like, you know what? I think it's best that this not be brought up. Because I I hear people when they say, I'm a faithful person. I'd never cheat on my, my partner or, or, I never cheated before. But yo, everybody withholds information and everybody fucking lies to an extent. There is nobody walking the face of this earth that has kept it 100% with the person that they're with, even with themselves. So to believe that we're giving up side chicks, Michael Blackson, my brother, you're not fooling any fucking
2: body. I'm sorry. You're not fooling anybody. I don't agree. Yeah, but- I don't agree. Uh, I, yeah, think I, one, think, I, I think one. I think you can play a... in two things like cheating and a uh, lie, and or not giving full information about something to your partner. Not to they're not the same thing. Those are those are separate situations. Um, and then also, I I feel like people do give up their side chicks. Like it it, it really just depends on the relationship. Um, yeah, that's that's. I there. think,
3: and in my opinion. All right, maybe in your opinion, side chicks, at the end of the day, if you gave up fucking with them on an intimate level and you don't deal with them to the capacity that you once used to because you're protecting the sacred, the, the, the marriage itself, if those women are still your friend, that's up to you. If you wanted to still remain in communication with those women, as long as it doesn't interfere with your marriage or make your partner feel uncomfortable you feel me? At the end of the day, nobody's perfect. Everybody lies. Yeah, that's that's we're humans. We're going to do shit like that. We could never be fully honest because we're still considerate. Because if you are keep if you do keep it a hundred with your partner, and you lose consideration, you also lose the basics Decency. of actually
2: respecting them. Yeah, there, there's decent. I mean, I think it. I think sometimes we conflate it, and it's probably a different word for it other than lying, but. Let's just stay in the realm of lying like there is a decency sometimes in not going ham and telling the 100 percent truth of what you are feeling, because sometimes a feeling is not the truth. And two or what you think, what your opinion is on something going 100 percent, 100 miles per hour every time is never going to work for you. Sometimes you have to soften the blow for other people. And that may that may be a lie. And that may not be the 100 thing that you wanna say. But at the end of the day, like Flo was saying, I feel like within that is also respect for that individual. So yeah, I might not tell my wife, yo, babe, three, yo, quarantine, you didn't put on 50 pounds. I am not attracted to you. Like, you look busted. Like, you haven't done your hair, you don't get dressed up. Like, nothing that attracted me to you in the first place is what's going on here. I would never. Even if that's, I don't even think I would feel that way, but if I did feel that way, that to me is a lack of respect for my partner for me to go in on them like that. I What I could say is, babe, let's go for a walk every morning. Let, let's, you know, let's do that. Let's do this. Let's, like, I'm going to buy you a couple outfits. Like, I want to take you out. Go get dolled up. Like, I, I want to take you to a nice place. Remind Something them. Like yeah, that.
3: remind them.
2: But I'm not, yeah, I'm not going to disrespect my partner by quote unquote keeping it a hundred because I think that that's kind of doing the opposite. I think intent is what matters. What is your intentionality behind the the action or the saying? If you are you keeping it one hundred just to say that you are keeping it one hundred because that's not going to work for you. Twenty four that ain't going to work all the time. And I think I
3: think or, or, or,
2: or, I was going to just say, or, to admit, are you trying to resolve whatever the the issue is? And I think that that's. The important
3: piece I was going to also I also, also want to mention this thing Which I, I get where you're probably going with it But remember That could go left or right The reverse psychology could work And it could motivate them Because you could be honest And they take that honesty and be like Damn I needed to hear that And that shit could go so left my nigga like, Yo you could fuck your whole shit up And that person could be like What like why would you even tell me that Cause take, take for instance with the weight situation, you could be like, you could be go with the route, the said, which would motivate them and, and push them to do it in a way that it doesn't seem like you're, you're hinting towards, you know, how you feel about them. Or you could be like, yo, you gain mad weight, we got to hit the gym and she might take it good. And she might be like, what, why would you say that about me? Like I was mad now that she could hit you with another blow and be like, nigga, I was depressed because you don't treat me good no more. Now, all of a sudden, we in a fucking whirlwind fucking skating all over the living room because now both our feelings are hurt. Like, it could go both ways, bro. Like, if I look at it like this. If I'm decent and I approach you a certain way, then I'm expecting you to do the same. Because then there might be some wild shit that I'm doing
2: that she's slowly cushioning the blow to not hurt my feelings. That's what I was going to add to it is is on the reverse side of it, I think that people would have to keep that in mind as well. No matter how tough we think our armor is or how much we appreciate the truth, I love the truth. I think the truth, I would prefer the truth nine times out of ten. But that doesn't always necessarily mean that we're ready for it and that we're going to react in the best way once we hear something that we don't like. Um, And so like that common decency, I think, is what keeps a lot of relationships, even outside of romantic, going. Because... I have to be decent with you at the very least. That doesn't necessarily mean that at some point we don't get to the the deep down truth that exists. But sometimes you gotta you gotta etch away at it instead of just going for the kill. But um back to the 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 side piece joint, I think I agree with Flo to the extent of like if you decide you wanna be friendly with said individuals. I've seen people I feel like I've been somebody's side nigga Maybe either unintentionally or, or intentionally I don't know But in those scenarios I've definitely When a certain person got back in a good space And or got uh, with somebody I'm cut off Or or I, I they are the contact to me is very limited And there's no disrespect to their relationship And I think that's what determines If you're still a side piece Or if you're a friend Or if you're just not involved in that situation at all are you trying to disrespect the relationship that exists? And I feel like niggas will actively say, I don't want to deal with someone who I know is either going to, attempt tempt me to disrespect the relationship, or is going to be disrespectful to my relationship. Now, there are niggas out there that will still entertain that shit. And at the end of the day, we know how that goes. We know what direction that ends up going nine out of ten times. But I do feel like there are plenty of instances of people who will be like, Yo, let's say let's say they get caught cheating. Let's say that's that's the scenario that sparks it, and they go, "Yo, that's it. I don't want to lose what I got. It's over for me and and extracurricular activities." I
3: hear you on that one. I um, I I know the, scene. I know the a, song and dance too well.
1: I I. I want to say a lot, but I'm going to hold it down.
2: Say what you want to say, bro. What you holding down? Say how you feeling, player,
1: player. I'm I'm about to say some real shit, but the other shit, I'm going to just leave it alone. I don't think I've ever in any relationship I've been in ever, quote unquote, just cut side chicks off. That's you though, nigga. Like That's you, you not- bro. <laughs> wait, wait. wait. You? I'm not I'm 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 not done. And there's probably a hundred other thousand niggas and women that's also agreeing with me because they're saying, damn, we, we we did the same shit. Cause
2: So the, So what? wait, so does that mean that other people other people are unable to do it because y'all are are not able to do it? Like people nah. are able to let go of their side tricks. You know you know what I'm going to say before
3: you continue oh, 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 this thing okay. and I'm well, just I'm going to just stop. <laughs> nah, you know what you know what's interesting about it though, bro? I don't, I don't buy in it. In every in every scenario that I've seen niggas who let go Sajis because they know they got something to something to lose. Yeah. They know that they got something realistic to lose. At the end of the day, if I'm married, bro, I got a crib, I got cars, I got all this extra shit. No prenup, my nigga. And my girl come to me and be like, "Nigga, if you don't stop fucking with that little hole over there, I'm out." And I love my wife more than I love that hole over there. I'm cutting that bitch off. You can't cut no, nothing that she got. Yeah, is I'm, just, I'm confused to at fuck what my you, family up.
2: I'm just confused at what you're not buying. It's what like you, what, what about what about that scenario? Are you are you not able to like? see as a reality. But the and I think what I what I what I what I
3: want him to decipher and what I want you to be specific about, my nigga, you could love two people if that's what you're trying to hint towards. But nah. if you love your wife more than you love your side chick, my nigga, you're gonna leave that little hole alone.
1: Nah I'm not I'm not <laughs> I'm laughing cause it's I'm gonna just leave it alone.
3: <laughs> nah <laughs> we'll I say it because that there, there has to be a clear barrier, my nigga like it's either you like the side chick just as much as you
2: like your woman, or you Yeah, don't. I mean, at the end of the day, you're not being clear enough for the listeners. Yeah, so. like you gotta. I mean, be just say specific. what you want to say. <laughs> say, say. You want you, you acting like that man? for
1: the way the 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 way that the way that I see it is from Michael, you know, from his point of view, he's proposing. And this proposal is the plateau of now I'ma let go of my side chick. Mm-hmm. Now I'ma stop fucking these bitches on the side. Mm-hmm. So when did we, when did we make this thing, this institution, this um supposed to be sacred situation with, you know, two people, um, in some states three, four, five, um, but for New York purposes, two people. When did we make this the holy grail of now we get to really, quote, unquote, be decent, be honest, be loyal, be fake? Because that's what I'm here. That's how I'm interpreting it. That's how I'm hearing it. It it takes this stage in a person's brain to say, I'm going to stop the bullshit once and for all. Now I got to cut bitches off because I don't look at this person that I'm with the same anymore. I'm trying to elevate. And the only way I'm going to elevate is if I get down on a knee and she says yes and then we get married and that is a strong enough argument for me to say, I'm going to stop fucking with these chicks on the side. I can't buy it.
2: So you're and saying I'm the one, and you're saying... And, and I'm the one doing marriages. So you're saying... I mean, you doing marriages is uh, separate from the ideology of cheating or not. Like, I don't... That's not the... End or be all of of this topic, I'm. So what you're saying is specific to Michael Blackson. You don't you don't believe that that's what he's going to do. No, I, I don't believe
1: that. I don't believe that that I don't just believe that's not what he's going to do. I don't believe niggas, most niggas that's married do that. I don't I don't believe that.
2: You don't believe most don't believe niggas that. that's married do that. Okay, yeah. let, let me clarify something. Most women so and men you're they, they don't do is that.
3: <laughs> What you're trying to say is that you're confused as to why people use the 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 the, the gesture of marriage as a reason for them to decide they they want to stop with the antics. Is that what you're saying? Why do they use that 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 mindset of saying, "Oh well, I'm gonna get married now, so it's time for me to relax"? Is that what you're trying to? That's, you don't understand why that mindset happens.
1: Uh, not only do I not understand why it happens, but I remember having a conversation with an ex. And basically, it, it went along the lines of this: If you gotta wait till marriage, then what the fuck was we doing the whole time just in a boyfriend and girlfriend relationship? What because a lot was, of times if, if you gotta people, wait into this thing.
3: All right, so let me let me clarify something, right? And maybe we're we're maybe you're you're shattering around the word marriage itself, but whether or not you're married, bro, if you're with that person and you make your mind up that you're really willing to settle down. It's called settling down for a reason. If you really made your mind up to settle down and commit to that person, you don't need marriage as an excuse. But a lot of times people use that opportunity to say, yo, I'm really ready to settle down now. I'm going to marry this person because now it's, it's, it's conditioning yourself to be willing to make a change for someone else. So you can't look at it from the purpose of just, just saying, smiling, oh, when people the episode get married, fine, why do they but... choose when they get married? Yeah, like, I mean, like, I'm gonna just use my, I could use myself as an example. When I got married, it's not just because I wanted to marry my wife, it's because I was also willing to start to make my mind up to be like, yo, I'm really willing to just sit back and focus on this person. You feel me? Like, I didn't take advantage of the fact that I wanted to get married, but it seemed at the the same time, it seemed like the right decision to make because I was willing to make that next journey in my life. If I wasn't really willing to make that journey in my life, I wouldn't do it. You feel me? So a lot of times I think people take advantage of that opportunity to be like, you know what? At some point you need something to convince yourself that you need to start doing that. Right. Think of it like a heart attack my nigga You could get out of weight Get bent out of shape And be like yo niggas Be like yo you need to lose weight or... It's not until you get a fucking heart attack And you're like holy shit I almost died I need to calm the fuck down And start losing weight Things happen in your life That makes your mind That you start to condition your mind To do certain things These are all choices These are all choices we make as human beings But sometimes you need something To trigger your mind And let you start conditioning that thought and that mindset to be like, yo, I'm going to settle down with this person because this person works for me. Why not take advantage and be like, all right, you know what? Fuck it. I'm, I'm tired of these hoes. I'm tired of doing this all this extra shit.
2: I'm ready to settle the fuck down. But this little one here, I fuck with her. So I'm going to marry her. Yeah, and I, I I think, Flo, I think you kind of you put it in a, a a great frame. Um, At least that's how I look at it as well in terms of everything in life is a choice. You can choose to be a player player for the rest of your life. Choose to be a bachelor. Choose to have multiple women. Choose to have one woman. What, it's, choose to never get married, but be with that one woman for the rest of your life in a, a long-term Like That's the beauty of living in this country, especially, is that we have these type of choices. And not to be, you know, obviously people are always going to have their opinions. But on a federal level, there's no government coming in and telling you you need to get married to so-and-so. Um, you do get perks for it. But, you know what I mean? You have the ability to live whatever life you, you say you want to live. And it's all based on choices. Like, for me, I, I have in my mind that what I will enjoy the most is at some point getting married to somebody and having kids within that marriage. Now, there are choices that we make every day that might be counter to that. Right? But at the end of the day, I do know... That when it comes to a little one coming into the situation, in terms of like a kid or something like that, life decisions are going to have to be made. You see what I'm saying? Like, if if I have a child, I have to now represent myself in a way that I think that that child or I deem that child is going to get the best experience from. And for me, in my mind, currently, running around with a bunch of chicks won't do it for me. I don't think that that is going to be helpful for my daughter or my son. Like, so at that, in in a scenario like that, I'd have to make certain decisions for myself. Does that mean that I wouldn't continue to date? Not necessarily. But would I have to date differently? Probably. Would I have to take other things into consideration? Yeah. And that's just solely off of the decisions that I'm making based off of this new life experience that I'm taking very seriously in my life. Now, people have different values on different forms of relationships. Like for me, and I agree with you, I think that it shouldn't, it shouldn't necessarily take like to this next step, but I think we kind of, sometimes we're conditioned to think like that. One level is this, one level is that, and one level is this. We, we talk about like the talking stage versus dating and dating versus a relationship and relating a relationship versus being married. And, Truth be told, there are differences in all of those stages of being with an individual. I haven't experienced them all, so I can't tell exactly what they are. D-Flow is the only one that really can. But I do know that when I'm just talking to somebody, the decisions that I'm making in that scenario on how serious that talking phase means to me is what keeps it talking versus what then is like, nah, I'm dating this person pretty seriously, and then I'm dating this person exclusively. There are certain checkboxes that I go through that make me say, all right, this is someone that I can talk to. I don't know if I'll necessarily date them. To, all right, I'm going to date them. To, I don't know if this is going to be a relationship, though. To, nah, this is the person I want to be with. And if I'm saying that, then it's going to be, this is the person I want to marry. And for me, the steps are, and when I'm married is when I want to work on having my kids. Like, I don't want to do that outside of marriage. That's just my personal, when I look it at the picture, obviously that may not happen like that, it, or it may, it, may, it may happen that way. Um, but that's my perfect scenario. So in that, those are the decisions that I'm making. And what would keep me from messing with side chicks or people that I used to deal with Or maybe I even dealt with up until the relationship Because for me, I'm not trying to cheat on nobody When I say that I'm in a relationship with them But in a scenario, the decisions that I'm making Is nine times out of the ten The people that I'm dating Would be hurt by me cheating on them Or doing something in that capacity to them And I don't want to do that There's no reason for me to do that To get a nut no, if that's the case, then I, I'll be single the rest of my life. Like if if, all I'm, if if getting a nut is more concerning to me than building a life with somebody, then I'll be single and get nuts. That, that's really what it comes down to. Um, but I, I, ha, I feel like there's more value for me personally in building a life with somebody than to be a bachelor for the rest of my life trying to get a nut from everything I think looks good and has a pussy. Like that—that's really what it, what it comes down to. There's more value. One one holds more value to me. To to a twenty year old nigga, getting a nut is holding more value than building a life. That's it, a fact, <laughs> they they got plenty of time to continue to do that. To me, legacy is very important. A last name is important. Keeping that lineage is important. So on that capacity of it, I'm like, yeah, I want to keep the bishop name alive. And for me, doing that is is with one person um obviously people have different again different decisions because different people may feel like yo let's do it with multiple people and that's cool too nick cannon out here repopulating the earth he getting ready repopulating the earth (laughs) he's getting ready for Uh, armageddon i'm gonna have my own
3: village ain't nobody gonna tell me nothing
2: facts but you know i think for me the the way i've looked at it and my circumstance, where I'm at, if I get a billion dollars tomorrow, it might be different. I might have a different thought process about it. Because all those things, I think, play a factor, too. Play a
3: big factor.
2: Facts. So, I think, like, niggas, when niggas don't want to settle down or when they they don't give up their side chicks or they don't give up whatever, it's because they still hold a value in that. It's either that mm-hmm. or they haven't gotten over whatever hump. Are you just having? Met the right
3: person yet. You haven't met someone in your life that you really feel you're willing to sacrifice it all for
2: yet. Or settle down a, with, Some people, yeah. if, you may not want to settle down, and that's cool too. And you can find that tribe. I think that that, you know, a lot of people don't. Some people don't want to settle down, and ain't nothing wrong with that. But for the person that does settle down but wants to continue fucking with other people, then it's either you're playing yourself, you don't really fully there's something missing between you and that individual that you said you wanted to spend the rest of your life with or you have more value in fucking around than you have value in building a stable household because the two will never coexist you'll never have a happy wife that knows that you out there cheating on her any chance you get is really that simple we are selfish creatures to some extent i'm we share but at the same time what what you feel is yours you don't want everybody to have access to what you think is yours. Is is I, I think a lot of people feel that way, but um, I, I do hear you in terms of like, yeah, one waiting until there's like a marriage or or whatever on the table to then say, oh, now I can get serious. Definitely would raise a question of, well, why couldn't you get serious before? But to D Flow's point. A lot of people, I do think, look at certain stages of things as dating isn't as serious as marriage. And talking isn't as serious as dating. And fucking around is just fucking around. And when you put different values on those things, you're going to start moving differently. If you're saying like, yo, marriage means a lot to me, which you'll hear a lot of people say, marriage means a lot to me. And you'll, you'll see people attempt. Now, temptation is out there, and situations happen, and sometimes you can't fight it. For some people. Sometimes you, you, you fall into it. Depending on what's going on in your relationship and how you're being tempted, you might slide into some shit. That, but I think that's where the intentionality plays a part. Because if you slide into it and then you won't let it go, then that says something about what you just slid into. It might mean more to you than what you already have. Um, speak. Speaking of, it, it, they trying to get Kevin Samuels the fuck up out of here, y'all. <laughs> they got a they got a petition online that's saying uh, by Change.org with a lot of people signing it, basically saying that they want to deplatform him because the verbiage that he uses uh, advocates for the abuse towards women. Thoughts. Comments <laughs> concerns.
3: No, I don't know, man. A lot of people can't handle the truth sometimes. You feel me? That's what I be talking about. You can't always you can't always tell it like it is.
1: No comment. <laughs> Listen to it. Tell it like it is, man.
3: You can't Listen, tell I, it like it is. I mean, I, he be wilding with some of the shit he be saying, but some of the things he be saying, I think a lot of people just don't have that mindset no more. And they they be like, yo, you got to get with the times. But a lot of these shorties be contradicting him themselves in those conversations that he be having with them.
2: What I've been saying, don't you know... That
3: they got to tighten up, too.
1: d flow don't you know that we are in a sometime society? We are in a sometime society where sometimes we take this shit personal, and then sometimes we laugh at the same shit that we took personal. This society is, like, really bipolar when it comes to certain shit. Sometimes we fuck with Kanye sometimes we just don't. Sometimes we listen to R. Kelly music. Sometimes, no, that nigga did that bullshit.
3: I don't know, man. I don't know. Yeah, certain things he be saying I be agreeing with. Certain things he be saying I be like, you, you're you a bit too aggressive with it. It's his delivery. I mean? Nine times out of ten, his it, delivery is wrong. Yeah. It's not necessarily what he's saying. Day, yeah, it's like what he's saying, don't be wrong sometimes. Like the, the joint where he's just like, yo, if, if you're making a certain income... You you got to fall into place in what that person might want. If you got money and, and you know, you're you're in that mentality where, yo, I could get anybody who I want because maybe the people who you attract are the people who are attracted to your wealth. Then you got options and you don't have to tolerate anybody. And certain shows got to understand that yo, if you want his time and he has options, then... I don't know what to tell you because it's it's no different from the flip side of it. That's just in general. Change
1: like, if I change dot org is kind of trash for this. I'm sorry, so, so somebody I mean, got to say it.
2: I, I don't know it, if they're going through with it. I think I'm not sure if anybody either. Way, the, just to give it, know?
1: just to give it steam and stamina. For, for me, they they trash
2: for it. Yeah, I mean. Like I said, nine times out of ten, Kevin Samuels is not saying anything egregious. I have never heard him advocate for the abuse of women. That part, I don't understand. I don't know how that even got in there. Um, It's just he says things that women don't want to hear. And and sometimes he says things that men don't want to hear. I was about to say that he be bashing niggas too.
3: He be bashing niggas and bitches. I mean, in like, the bashing thing, I
2: don't even have an opinion on because if you go on a nigga's show, you know what type of time he's on at this point in time. Like you know what you're gonna get when you get on his show. So you're okay with that. You're consenting to that by going on his show. The the little clips that go around, I've never heard him say nothing about like, yeah, beat up women. Like I've never I've never heard him say that. Maybe there's a clip that I miss. But no, I've never heard the him majority of about abusing women. Yeah, I've just heard him say things. One, when he feels offended, then he starts to try and offend you. And I don't agree with that. I think that's trash. But that's 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 his thing. He'll he'll curse you out if he feels like you were trying to play with him in his time. Whatever. I don't necessarily fuck with that. I think that's corny. But terms of the information that he's given, he's always talking about partnership and just what he sees in this society works in terms of partnership and what doesn't. And a lot of it is a lot of us in this generation got it fucked up. A lot of y'all want a nigga to, you want a, a nigga that is one percent of the population of America to come and wife you up. But you don't bring nothing to the table but long-ass fucking nails, wigs and a a, bang, a a banging makeup job. And oh, and some pussy. Did anybody don't see
3: really be that? Good. <laughs> did,
2: an, did
3: anybody part. see the clip
1: that he had with the guy I forgot the guy's name a few months ago, where the guy was talking about trying to get like a high-valued woman, and Kevin Samuels was like, all right, cool. Or do you consider yourself a high-valued man? And I think he said something like, "I mean kind of and then I think he asked him, "Is he making10,000 dollars a month?" And I think the guy said, "No." and then he said, "How big is your dick?" And the guy said, "It's pretty big." He was like, "No, how big is it?" And the guy couldn't give a number. He said, "Oh, so you probably got a small dick." Nobody went crazy for that, and like that's my fucking problem with people like we are sometimes because of this. Petition was organized by men who felt like Kevin Samuels was coming for the little dick community. We would not hear the we would not hear the end of the endless jokes, but we are specifically talking about women, particularly Black women, who just can't take when a man is not just coming for you. He's coming for you in a way that you feel like you shouldn't be came for because you're a woman and he needs to have certain type of class and decency. And he's saying, but this is the same shit that if women had the same platform that he had, if not bigger platforms than he has, would probably be saying the same shit about niggas. He ain't shit. His dick ain't big. His credit score is 430. The nigga didn't graduate. He don't even know what a fucking diploma is. The nigga dropped out. We weren't here to end this shit. Again, we are some timey in this society. We pick and choose what we really want to harbor on and what we really want to keep. And that's wild to me. That's, That's that.
3: That's, just that's, reality, that's wild man. To me. I'm sorry I, man, I just wild. think they're dragging it man Like at the end of the day he has a right to state his opinion He's not dis- To me he's not saying nothing disrespectful He's just speaking that In his mindset This is what works and this is what doesn't work And sometimes to be honest with you you be telling the truth Because most dudes be sitting there be like eh, He
2: ain't lying he,
3: so, It's the same
2: thing with Trump And, and uh, It's weird to make that comparison but then they're not the same in the sense of Trump really just did a lot of extra fuck shit but in turn what i'm saying is in terms of how these people come to relevancy like if you stifle a community's voice for long enough when they finally get the chance to speak or someone speaks on behalf of them then they they get thrown to the front and and like it's not they're not getting bombasted and they're not getting even though he gets bombasted, but he's still Teflon. Like, he's still able to have a platform and get numbers and everything else. That person is going to come and become relevant. A lot of men do feel like what Kevin Samuels is saying is true. A lot of men feel like in this generation, what is oftentimes promoted is that women want a dude who's making $100,000 or better, Women want a dude who has nine inches or better. Women want a dude that can take care of all their bills and, and not complain about it. And he's saying, all right, cool. If that's what you want, do you know what those type of men are looking for? And, you know, we have to keep it a stack. Those type of men are looking for a particular type of woman. Uh, a lot of them, if we're talking about like the athletes and stuff, you know what they're going for. You know what I'm saying? Like, you you banging body, upkeep is, is phenomenal, and they trying to look cute on the gram 24 7. That's what they're looking for. And hopefully, they got a brain with them. But that's what they're looking for. And a dude who's making 100K or better, it's the same thing, but on a smaller scale. Maybe he's not getting the Bernie's Burgos. But he's getting the Instagram model that got 100K followers. And and that's the reality of the situation. So when you come to the table talking about some, I want a, a dude that's going to take care of all my bills, that's going to do this, that's going to do that. And you're not in that stratosphere. Yes, you might get a one-off or a two-off, or you might even find somebody uh, in that, that bracket that fucks with you heavy. I'm not saying it's, it's impossible, but what Kevin is basically saying is that the percentage of that happening goes down dramatically based off of the pool that these niggas can pull from. If I'm Drake, I'm not going to go to the hood and get whoever with the nails and this and the that when I can get Bernice. Why why would I why would I why would I do that? I'm not doing that. I'm going to get Bernice, tanache uh, Rihanna Whoever else that is... Everybody in the... Because it's almost like collecting the fucking chains, the jewelry, the cars. I want the shit that nobody else can get. And and everybody else wants, though. So, nah, I'm not, I'm not going to have a billion dollars in the bank. And this is pr- pretty much mostly in hip-hop culture because you look at Bill Gates and Jeff Bezos and these niggas is like marrying teachers and shit. But in the black community, it's like we got to... Marry up or marry something that or someone that we think nobody else has access to or can get, and 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 that's really where the issue well, comes. Well, speaking speaking
1: specifically to the black community, niggas is just not. I'm, I feel like I'm in a whole different mood right now with this episode. I don't know why it's, it's, I'm in a whole different mood. Niggas ain't gonna like this part. A lot of rappers don't date brains. They date bodies. They date ass shots. We know this. These rappers ain't dating women that are trying to uh, stop world hunger. These rappers ain't dating women that's trying to find out the cure for fucking cancer. These rappers is dating bitches that want to get on the gram and do some wild shit for a few views and a few clicks. Then a few weeks later, talk about how the dick game was trash with you and then try to divorce you and then and then try to get you back on some uh, uh fucking uh, Safari Samuels and Erica Mina bullshit and have a whole thing on social media. And then the next day, pop out. Oh, we having a baby, by the way, too. But we still getting that divorce. There's a whole bunch of like toxic shit going on there. And I really feel like there needs to be like some type of mediator in like this hip hop culture that we have. Not hip hop, uh, the genre, because that's a whole other thing. Hip hop culture, hip hyphen hop culture, to talk to these rappers and talk to these entertainers about the dynamics of what the levels of successes do to the psyche. Because I feel like the nigga that we met in 2008, 2009, Drake, we all know that's not the same nigga. That nigga we met was a pure, not fully developed. He was getting developed. He wasn't there. Now he's on some, And for all we know, I'm just using Drake as an example. For all we know, Drake is not even giving us his full potential because he's still fucking bitches. That nigga hasn't settled down yet. That nigga's been in the game for over 10 years. That nigga got one baby from a fucking one night stand situation and he only smashed once and the woman's pregnant. And from what I've seen, he doesn't necessarily talk crazy about her. And, you know, he he, he said he had that one little line in, in that song, you know, about the fluke situation. But he hasn't said nothing crazy. We all know he loves his son. I think he's a phenomenal dad based on what I see. He always includes his son and shit. But I think the moral of the story is When you get to a certain level of success, the love that D-Flow has right now with his wife Tiffany, and we all love Tiffany, we don't know what D-Flow is going to become if D-Flow becomes a billionaire and gets Emmys on top of it. And we don't know if that's going to be the same. The only person that's going to know if that's the same love is Tiffany Flowers. She will be able to decipher through the money, through the accolades, through the awards, if this is still Darryl Flowers, if this is still that man, because we all know money changes people. X, I'm not even going to say what I really want, but we had a conversation. We, money changes people, bro. And I always pray. I've said it countless times on this podcast. I pray to God that whatever money is coming our way, because I know it's coming, does not change the sandwich. I pray, I pray to God.
2: Well, see, that's I the pray, thing. That people often say money doesn't change people. Money reveals who you've always been. I was you about just, to say that,
3: too. You
2: you just never had the you, opportunity uh, to I live with that type of money before. Yeah, and I, I had this conversation with somebody the other day. I can't remember 100% who it was. <laughs> but it's just a matter of if you are a kind person and you come into money, you're going to be able to do the kind gestures on a bigger scale. Right. You're going to if, – if you already take your friends out to dinner, if you already buy your friends gift just for the fuck of it, you do all night those nice things. If you come into a million dollars tomorrow, you're just going to continue to do that because that's how you're wired. You're not going to change all of a sudden and not do it. The gifts are going to get bigger. Like, if you were only able to afford, it to afford Gucci – but now you're able to afford Chanel and it's not going to bother your pockets. If you got a friend that wants Chanel, I'm not talking about a romantic, but if you got friends around you and you want to buy your homies a bunch of fucking Gucci belts and you want to get all your homegirls in your circle, a bunch of Chanel bags, you're going to do that shit. That's that's really what. And if you're a nasty negative person, if you don't really have good intentions in your heart, then money is going to reveal that, too. You might do the same shit but it's going to come with strings attached. Nigga, I bought you that Chanel bag, so don't fucking talk to me out, out the side of your mouth, nigga, you stupid. Like, that's when that part of you gets revealed because you were never doing that before when you were buying your friends a gift solely to buy them a gift. You were buying that because you wanted validation. So now you're able to say, nigga, I, I, you need me more than I need you, and it's evident because I'm the one that's worth a million dollars now. So, nigga... I bought you that Chanel shit. Shut the fuck up when I talk. You heard me? Like, that's what gets revealed when a nigga, whoever you are on the inside is just going to be elevated to another status. I don't necessarily think people change besides, now, if you become famous, that's different. I think we get those two conflated often. I think because people often get rich and famous, when you get famous, your time tends to be limited. And then when your time gets limited, people think you start acting funny. Niggas start thinking you acting up because they text you four or five times and you didn't respond. But it could have just been that, nigga, you in million-dollar rooms now. You don't got the luxury to be talking about the deal and be on your phone. Like when you in a $30,000 room, you could be on your phone and listen to the deal. Man, shit's only worth $30,000. We going to get it we don't type shit. But if you on in a room and it's worth $50 million on the table... Nigga, the phone what, is off. What is it that you said? Can you repeat that? <laughs> the phone is the off. Phone, sir. Ain't the the, phone, the the phone ain't even in the room. The phone is with your assistant. At
3: that point, like it's just the reality of the situation. I mean, that, listen, I do, I do one hundred percent agree with that. Fame and wealth is two different things. If I, if you got bread and you on the low, and you ain't famous and you got time to still do what you love to do, you still want to be the same person you are, just with more money. But if you're famous and time is of the essence, which means your time is valuable, it's a little bit different because you prioritize what you want to make your time for. And that's just the reality of the situation. You feel me? I don't think money's gonna change none of us here on this podcast. What's gonna change is what we put our time into and what we put our value and what that time is valued to be. You feel me? Because that's that's just the reality of the situation. So, I don't think people change. I just think, yeah, circumstances change, and money just reveals the real nigga you are. (laughs) Yeah, I think. (laughs) And And then,
2: then of course, the, the other aspect of it is deals, and deals might be what changes a relationship with people. If you feel like you are valued more than a person is offering you, and there's no solution to that, and then, again, that's another decision. How far are you willing to go for that? How far are both parties willing to go? If it's like a real adamant thing, if niggas coming to some money and it's like, nigga, I'm taking 100% of this, y'all just here on the podcast, and y'all like, nah, that's not going to work based off of X, Y, and Z value that we brought over the years or that we brought here, and this is what people want to see. They're not here just for you. They're here for you, you, and you, you, me, and me. Then it's like, yeah, at what point, do you now decipher the deal and how much are you willing to compromise based off of what's a good deal versus based off of the friendship and whatever have you. And I think that that is, that can change, but that's a more complex. It wouldn't be the money. It would be the three of us and where we at in terms of compromising and, and things of that nature. And so, I mean, in, in that capacity, I, I mean, I will hope that wouldn't be the case either. I feel like everybody here. Is pretty much on a fair, if not, yo. I'm not even worried about that much money, I just want to be good and compensated in terms of what is fair. If it's that, I think I bring if I've been bringing 50% of the value in terms of money, work ethic, putting things together, pushing this, that, and a third, and you like, nah, you only you got you getting zero. Then yeah, there should be a negotiation, but I don't think that anybody here is on some type of timing like that. Um now if it's like the particulars, that might that might end up being a conversation. Who knows? I don't know. I can't tell the future. But um I still feel like everybody comes with a fair mind. I don't think anybody here is gonna be on some like dick shit. I think I I deserve this and y'all don't deserve that. That I don't think is ever gonna be the mindset. Um, So, I I, like, when you do mention that, I don't really feel like there's much to worry about other than the particulars. And the particulars, I don't think—I mean, the devil is always in the details. But in in terms of that, I think everybody has a fair mind. So that shouldn't ever be an issue. Now, you did mention something that I wanted to circle back to regarding what you said about Drake. Drake is the prime example of a nigga who ended up missing his chance— Because he didn't do what he was supposed to do when he had what he actually wanted. And what I'm referring to is there's always been rumors and speculation that when he was with Rihanna, one of the things that broke them up was apparently that he was seeing other women or he saw another woman while with her. And that's part of what led to them separating Now, he has always stated and he has always put that energy out there that the one that he wants and wanted was Rihanna. And so the fact that he didn't make the decision for himself at that moment in time, whether it was because he thought he had it like that or whether it was because maybe he thought it wasn't going to be found, whatever made him make the decision, if that is the case, no no one was here, so we don't know. But if that is the case, now you have to live with that. Because you did get what you wanted, you had it in your grasp, um, and you could have built what, what it is that you felt you were going to build with that individual, but instead, you decided to go off and do your own thing, and there's always consequences to an action. And that's always going to exist. And I, and so that goes back to the conversation we was having about, you know, the marriages and, and the value. If he really put the value on Rihanna that he held in his heart... Right. Then I I have no I have no doubt that they probably would still be together. Besides the fact that he also seemed to have been pushing the gun, you know, like jumping the gun in terms of making them public. But I feel like they would have been together.
1: We all know that Drake is richer than ASAP Rocky. We don't need a Google and nothing. In terms of Chris Brown, I don't know because Chris Brown was. Chris Brown has been out longer than Drake. That's number one. Number two, Chris Brown's musical catalog, just in terms of songs and shit and awards that he's won as a musician, probably uh, still a bit further than Drake, although Drake has accomplished a lot of things in his 10-plus year career. However, I feel like Drake probably would have given Rihanna, out of the two men, ASAP and Breezy, Drake would have probably given Rihanna the entire world because he is still at the top of the rap food chain right this second. He's still very much relevant. And what he does to keep his relevancy, which Little Wayne was doing when he was rapping on a consistent basis, he would bring the younger artists in. That's how Drake is always gonna stay fucking. Real. Drake just put out another record with another young artist I never fucking heard of, smiley. but the record is fire. And I was just like, this nigga just keeps letting you know he. I'm I'm gonna always be here. Real quick, just the
2: details of what you're saying. So, um, Chris Brown is worth 50 million. So Drake is worth more. Drake is worth I think 75, 80 million at this point. Now, in terms of you, see, you Lifestyle. Make a, a good point in terms of like the money he may have had from previous situations that may be in things that aren't reported, I don't know. But overall, I think Drake does have more accomplishments than Chris Brown as well. But they're pretty much more neck and neck than ASAP Rocky. Yeah, Uh they're definitely neck and neck. So this is the point that I'm trying to make. This
1: is what Rihanna is basically telling us. ASAP is worth $10
2: so he ain't even in the conversation. ASAP is worth $10 so he ain't even in the conversation.
1: Right, so... This is what Rihanna is teaching and us. worth five hundred million.
2: <laughs> what, right, what right. Listen, say
1: right, right. Listeners, I, I really <laughs> want you to listen up to this. So X brings up a great point now. So now this is gonna add more fire to what I'm trying to say. Rihanna is worth 500 hundo. This nigga ASAP is only worth ten. Rihanna is letting uh, all of us know right now. Actually, we got to take it because Rihanna dated a billionaire, which is worth more than ASAP and fucking uh, all these niggas combined. All these niggas. Right. All, all, All these niggas combined, actually. Rihanna is letting us know this without telling us. If the nigga is a vibe and he's treating me right. Going back to the simplistic things of a relationship. It doesn't matter how much money he has because maybe her mindset is. If I'm good, we good ASAP. Cannot afford what she can afford he can afford <laughs> so what he can afford, but he can't give her the lifestyle that she can buy and give herself, which you know she she's a she's she's an entire lifestyle. I think the thing that is going to always outshine Chris Brown and Drake is that deep down inside. ASAP is probably the better guy for her. He, he's probably not the, not the most handsome, not, you know, the most talented, not the most, you know, he's not, he's not like the crowd favorite, even though ASAP does have a nice little ASAP mob. But he probably will, not in this lifetime, get nowhere near Chris Brown's level, nowhere near Drake's level. We're talking about talent and accomplishments, but the thing that he'll probably always beat those two men in is actually taking a woman serious. And that is what Chris Brown and Drake failed to do. And, and I unfortunately, think, that's the moral of the story.
2: I think I think he met her at a time that just simply favors him. They're both in their 30s now. They're, they're mature. They're in a different maturity uh, space than damn sure when Chris Brown and Rihanna dated. Yeah, they were teenagers. Yeah, yeah, they, they had no chance. Regardless of the unfortunate situation, it, it, they were both in spaces where they were too immature to even handle a conversation. Reports often say that they were, were seen arguing and the arguments got bad. And obviously it led to you know, the unfortunate situation that happened between the two of them. But they just right. weren't mature enough to even handle a relationship at that point. And when Drake and Rihanna got together, I'd say what, that was... I guess late twenties for them, or early thirties.
3: No, late early early twenties still.
2: Early twenties, yeah. So yeah, still early when they 20s. got together. Like Drake was 24. working on Drake was working on Take Care. That's when they put out them singles. So they were to get together twice though, because remember they got back together for the Grammy situation, and that's when they right, right. reportedly, and that was yeah early Drake early was in like mid. twenty at least twenty eight at that point. All right, um, but. But they got together originally early on, right? And that's what caused the, the Drake-Chris Chris, Chris uh, issue. And then mm-hmm. late they broke up. And then later down the road, they got... I would want to say Drake was between the ages of, let's say, 25 and 28. It, it, it was around that time. The last and, time they were together is when
1: they did work, which is probably Drake's biggest record with Rihanna of his yeah. career. And then they, yeah. they
2: got the... Someone caught a Grammy or, or award, whatever award show that they was on. Drake went and in Drake for the kiss. was awarding it to her, yeah. Yeah, yeah. And Drake went in for the kiss on the lips, and it went it on her cheek. And we clowned him for that. I want to say I was 2017, if I'm not mistaken. It was somewhere around then. So let's say he was late 20s around that time. But even still there, I don't think that he was ready to settle down, it seems like. He wasn't in that mental space. Um, but I, I feel like if Drake was to catch a Rihanna now, who knows? He might have he might be treating her a little bit differently. But also to your point, bro, Aesop clearly fits her better. Like we saw the video that they released today. That looked like genuine love. Yeah, they genuinely are into each other. And at this point in time, they've been together for a while now. So you can say that they really do bang with each other. Like, and I can see it on the fashion tip. I'm sure they have great conversations about fashion. I'm sure that they they are into some of the similar things, and so that just boosts the relationship even further. But um, yeah, I agree with you. She met just someone to, that at the perfect time that fits her perfectly. Just to add to that too,
1: some so, so some of our listeners are not going to like this part, but you you just said something that I feel like is very interesting that needs to be discussed. So last week, I don't even remember if we talked about it. I know I did talk about it. People were going in on, um, what's this guy's name? Uh, he painted his nails. What the, uh, come on. Uh, Kid Cuddy. People were going crazy. So, yeah. So in my mind, I was just like, why are we upset? That a rapper who L- Little Yachty has done this. What's his name? Does this all the time, and he's still d- dating JT. Um, what's this guy's name? Uzi. Uzi paints his nails black all the fucking time. Now this is my problem because I'm I'm about to bring it back to ASAP really quick. ASAP has done for me. He's done. He's he's dressed in some weird shit. He said some weird shit in interviews. And there's some commercials he even did, where I was just like, "What the fuck? They got this nigga wearing?" I'm being honest. I'm not. I'm not coming at ASAP. I just be looking at shit. And I'm a I'm an ASAP fan. I, I definitely fuck with ASAP Rocky. Um, you know what I mean? I, I know, and I know he had to deal with Calvin Klein. Actually, the whole ASAP mob at one point had a deal with them. They had a big ass billboard on Broadway in Lafayette in the city. Um, huge billboard. They all was in um Calvin uh, Calvin Calvin Klein jeans. Anyways, um. Rihanna and ASAP probably have a lot to talk about with fashion because I think I could be wrong. ASAP is allowed to exude his more feminine side in this relationship dynamic in terms of how he wants to dress because ASAP for me dresses very edgy as a rap artist. He dresses edgy. Rihanna as she has you know, been coming into herself more, she has also been dressing more edgy. Um, both of them get their nails done. Um, I don't know what ASAP is rocking these days. But what I'm trying to say is that I don't think a Chris Brown or a Drake also would be as open in doing shit like that. Or maybe they're they're not. And ASAP is allowed to exude his sexuality is what I'm looking for in a way that probably most men that was with Rihanna couldn't because I feel like Rihanna, some days she gives off a free spirit vibe and then other days she gives off, like, you know, body gal from, you know, the fucking, uh, the islands. And then sometimes ASAP gives me, you know, a nigga from Harlem who's spitting that shit. And then sometimes the nigga give me, this nigga is a hippie. This nigga was born in the actual 1970s because this nigga be... Talking and wearing some weird shit, and I feel like when you got when you got those two type of people together, yo, all bets is off the table. I actually thought that video was ASAP, um, about to propose to her. That's what I thought. The Rock was like, "Oh, take ASAP's rock." I was like, "Oh, this nigga's really doing it." So I was I was thrown for a loop. I had to watch the video like three times. But more the story is, I didn't see that video
3: yet. I don't know
1: what y'all talking yeah. about right now. Yeah, you well, guys, yeah, there's just check the video. Yeah, it was, the, it was a video that X has sent us in the um, in, in our private chat. But what, yeah, um, I just think that the way that ASAP is with her is kind of similar. I mean, I don't know their dynamic, but it's kind of similar to the freedom that we see Kevin Gates shows us. Because the other day when I saw this nigga giving an interview with a feather in his head, I was like, this is the most unbothered black man on the face of this planet. He don't give a fuck about nothing and nobody. I mean, so this I, nigga, you know, I what think I mean? that
2: I think that's an important piece that you bring up, bro. Because in terms of like matching with someone who gets you, you know what I'm saying? Like we we we're losing that in this generation because we're all buying into particular things that we claim are going to make us happy. We all want the six one uh, to six seven nigga with a six pack abs and 100K in the bank. Those are superficial things. Like, what about the fact that when you wake up in the morning, you like to do goofy little shit? Like, is that six, seven nigga that got 100K in the bank and 72 abs gonna be able to deal with you when you wake up and want to do goofy stuff and be silly? Or is maybe your best friend that you grew up with um, that's a male that you might have a slight attraction to, but maybe he don't got all his finances together. Um, like, is he the one that is going to deal with your goofy shit? He may not got the six-pack or the finances, but you're still attracted and he's cool. Like, is that the one that maybe you need to really be more concerned about than some imaginary six two six seven 6'7", Like, That's
3: a fact. And, and, and what happens when you get home and them lashes come off? And that three layers of <laughs> that three layers of makeup come off. That's oh, you can't wear that girdle no more.
2: Ooh, yeah. Or them them tights ain't holding them legs the same way no more. Ooh. Or the or the like, nigga that want the the baddie. You want the baddie, but what happens when you want to talk art with the baddie and she's like, yeah? So let's watch. Uh, did you see the shade room today? Oh my god. Yeah, like let's watch the shade room together. And, and you like nah, but. Van Gogh, can we go to that exhibit that's in New York City right now? I don't really want to do that. Like, you, you stuck. <laughs> like, you sitting there, you worried about the wrong things, but you got your homegirl right there who's been down to do shit like that with you all the time. And you feeling her, but you too worried about the Instagram model that you, you was able to catch a liquid. Like, I just think that, that that's important, and I think that's what you see between ASAP and Rihanna, they both are into fashion to the point where if he does do an edgy outfit, she understands it because she's into that lifestyle. And vice versa, if she wants to go out in her fancy, her fancy underwear, he ain't going to have a problem with it because he knows that lifestyle. And he knows what's edgy and what's in fashion. They both entertainers. He know what the game is. So there's less for them to be in conflict as opposed to maybe maybe the billionaire nigga wasn't really for that. Yo, I don't really right. want my wife doing that. That shit, like, you in a different space now. You can stay covered up. And she's like, I don't cover up because I I didn't have the money to cover up. I don't cover up because I like to fucking wear shit like this. Man, fuck you, I'm out of this relationship. Like, and that's really what it comes down to. So, before we dip out of here, we got the two gender wars that were going on. We could wrap these up really quick and then... Definitely give a RIP um, to a great that passed. Um, but, yeah, there's a corral, There's a, a study out there that says that uh, cheaper weddings tend to lead to happier marriages. Do we have a, a theory or hypothesis as to why that is the case? Do y'all
1: person want me to I go speak in there real quick? Yeah, the only person I can speak on that is D-Flow.
3: First of all let me just say this right and i'm gonna say it like this the reason i think that works is because a lot of times when you meet a female that's willing to be reasonable in something of that sort of event which most women want to go as extravagant as possible because that's their opportunity to be a princess or that's their opportunity to to see themselves in a different light because they feel like, you know, a wedding is the one time you shouldn't be, you should be willing to 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 go a little bit extravagant. I think when you meet a woman, and it depends on the man too because dudes be going wild on weddings too. But in my nice. opinion, when you meet a woman that's willing to be reasonable and willing to work within the guidelines, they understand how that, yo, we could only afford this 10K wedding. And let's stick to this 10K wedding and they're willing to work with you on that, I think a lot of times it works out better for both of them because you get to realize the type of person you're dealing with before you even marry them. You get to realize, hmm, she's into some ratchet shit. Mm, she's into tacky shit. Hmm, I don't know. she she be wanting to spend more. She's willing to live above her means. You start to gauge that type of person before you even get into the
2: marriage. So sometimes it works. I think yeah. the, the, what I can offer to that is just simply if you're willing to forego the extravagant wedding as a couple, that normally means that there's a conversation that was had at some point in time. And to be able to do that means that you guys are already demonstrating your ability to talk things out and to compromise. And so if it is that like one party wants an extravagant wedding and the other party doesn't, and they're able to compromise on maybe a, more cost-effective wedding, then some form of negotiation, some form of probably uh, mediation and maybe back and forth happen, but y'all still ended up in a happy medium that both of y'all are okay and accept. As opposed to, let's say one party wants an extravagant wedding and the other doesn't, and then you get pulled into the extravagant wedding. Then that already shows that there is a compromise happening there Where one party is already expressing that they'll do things just to make the other person happy, but they won't be happy themselves. And later down the road, that becomes extremely relevant because you can't keep doing that. At some point, you're going to have to be able to either compromise where both people are happy or, or happy to some extent. I'm not saying that both people come out feeling like they won, but happy to some extent, or both people are Like, you got to revamp it. But if one party's happy and the other isn't, and that becomes the premise of how the relationship goes, then it makes sense to me that the correlation would be that those who go for the extravagant, because nine times out of ten, again, with this idea that men are the ones that that are, are financially burdened with it, a man is trying to save as much money as possible for the wedding. So is it's the other party that's not really coming out of pocket that is the one that's saying, Hey, I want to do this, I wanna do that, you are gonna fucking fly in off a rocket and we're gonna do this, that, and a third. Like, and you gotta be like, nah. And if it's not to the extent of, babe, let's do something really like cost effective. Let's just do that. And if she's like, okay, and and but like actually means it. You set a good foundation, I think, of how y'all can compromise in the future. But if she pulls you into the shit, or she's extremely unhappy now because you got her on a five k budget for, for the wedding, and now she's upset, y'all 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 not in a space where maybe you should get married. y'all, y'all, y'all on the wrong yet. foot. It's facts, yeah, y'all, y'all gotta revisit
3: that because at the end of the day, compromise is what it's worth. And at the end, and 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 being cost effective is great for everybody man like save like yo and wedding is one day it's one day you take some pictures you eat some food and you said your vows great but it's one day you're never going to wear that dress again all them people just came and ate your food (laughs) you paid a venue so you can look nice you feel me i ain't saying that you shouldn't enjoy the day you should but do it within costly means yeah. if y'all could only afford five k then only spend five k. don't have a wedding and go
2: to debt. go in debt. It's not worth it marriage efficient well uh top that off, please i have I haven't really
1: had anybody talk to me about um the the real deep intricacies of um what they're doing in their weddings however what i will say is what i've been learning from a lot of wives is that as much as they want the wedding to go off without a hinge these wives are not planners they are petrified of putting things together even though they want things to go their way. So what they will do by default is just hire a wedding planner. They will just hire somebody to do everything because they really don't, they don't want to be the ones to say that they fucked up their own wedding. So they're going to hire somebody else. Um, What I've learned from the men is that there is no real compromise in terms of what it is that they also want, because the whole entire day, like D Flo said, it's one fucking day. Or It's really about the woman is, you know, I've, I've seen the grooms just, you know, after it's over and I could be telling on them right now, you know, I'm just saying this for the podcast purposes, fellas, um, that they're, they're fucking exhausted or they're a tad bit upset that this one thing didn't go this way because they know that the majority of the bread was on them to pay this person or pay this venue or, you know, um, like the flow said, is, is, is one day. I feel like women in general who are getting married, they're going to take that one day more personal than the man. um, And they're going to also say, you know, this is my day. This day is just as important as the day that I'm giving birth. It, it's up there. So,
2: yeah, I'm sorry. I'm laughing because what, what? Shade Room keeps posting Drake's new boo, and um, the one, the one that he, the one that he ran out the stadium, the one he ran out the stadium, and <laughs> he's really dating <laughs> that woman. And the comments, the first comment I see is, "She looks strong." I'm going to just leave it at that. Because <laughs> I've, been, I've been saying I don't really know what is leading Drake, you know what I mean, down this path. It's none of my business, though. It's really none of my business.
3: Listen, man. She she, she has a, she's a, good.
2: She has a great body. She looks amazing in, in these outfits. And I'm going to leave it at that. I just, you know, it's a little different. It's a little different. So... I'm gonna it's just, God's plan It's God's plan but, So yeah So uh, Last thing Before we talk about it uh, We have an exclusive uh, Safari has dropped A new single And we're just gonna play A little clip of it I don't really? know what this shit Sounds like The name of the single Is called Liar I don't know what it sounds like oh, I don't know what it's shit. about We gonna listen to this shit Together right now
3: Deadbeat How from your little house yeah. I'm sorry my kid's room sorry. As big as your real house <laughs> Me and my B M, Got together we get along Street. My credit score A-100 About uh-huh. 400 we'll You still think I'm in Jamaica don't you? You mad that your man don't want you I can see that you talk too much I can see why your man don't want you oh. I don't need a girl that's mad I don't need a girl that nags Spike Lee do the right thing I'm gonna leave with a new bag You're a liar You're a liar You say I'm a deadbeat you type from your little house i'm sorry my kids room sorry.
2: okay <laughs> fellas reaction to that it sounds mixed terribly by the way that's the first thing that i noticed
3: yeah it's not it's not yeah it's not it's not mixed well at all if it was mixed well it probably would have slapped a little bit but i don't no you know i don't it's not it's i'm not gravitating towards it maybe if i heard it three or four more times i might have a feeling a different feeling but Oh, first so far, listen, safari, it ain't for me. Don't, don't
2: do it. <laughs> yeah, re- don't do it. R- retract that. R- retract yeah, that, quick cool. You still have time. Don't do it. You, yeah, you still have time. Um, all right. So before we get out of here, um, I'm gonna just read this this post that has been going kind of crazy on on the internet, um, regarding men and women, um, in terms of. Basically, like, what they say about men versus what they say about women um, in terms of what we're supposed to endure. Hold up. Let me find this joint. Uh, All right. Here we go. So the post is from a woman who put, A man who refuses to change for a woman is an asshole, weak, abusive, and not a man. But a woman who refuses to change for a man is considered strong, self-loving, self-respecting. I wonder why that is. How do us men feel about that? That's the truth. There's
1: nothing else to talk about. Women always want men... Stereotype, man. Women always want men to change for them. But when a man uh, appears to want a woman to have changed for them... The woman is like, my nigga, you got to accept me as I am. Fuck is you talking about? Meanwhile, when men is like, nah, nigga, you need a, if you going to be fucking with a bitch like me, you got to, you got to do this. You got to, you got to dress like, yeah. and then that's Funny why thing is, women feel like they make niggas. Because when they break you know up with them, they be, like, about it? they be like, they be like, I made that nigga.
3: Mm. You know what's wild about it though, bro? I think women change for men more than men change for women. To be honest really? with you. Really? Yeah. More so often than we think. I think more women change for men than, and, and then and I think women compromise a bit more for us than we compromise for them, bro. And I just got to be honest with that. Cause a lot of niggas is stuck in their ways and shorties make it work. And it goes both ways, but I, in my personal experience and I've seen it throughout my life, m- women change more for men than, than men change for women, at least within the Caribbean community. I okay, don't, I, was, I, I, was, I was just about to I say can't.
1: Caribbean community. Yeah, because the the average Black American girl, nah, nigga.
3: Yeah, I think. Oh, yeah, I think. Um, I think, I think you know, African Americans are a little bit different. White men, I don't. I think white women. I think white men change more for their women a bit Hell more. Hell yeah! Hell yeah! Um, in the Asian community, they definitely revolve around the man. Facts. How <laughs> sort Is of revolving around the men. At least that's from what I would think in the Asian community, and um, yeah, I think in the African community too, in the actual I African think, community, I think the woman, the woman, changed for the men more than the men change for the woman.
1: I, I think, think it black, varies. It varies. I, I think black women change more for a white
3: man than they will for a black man. I oh, I think it. It depends, bro. A lot of girls. I don't know. A lot of girls. A lot of girls bend faster bro A lot of girls will bend Faster than they would than, than a dude would I think they. I think we change more drastically Than they do though When we make changes It's way more drastic Than the changes they'll make
2: I think we're expected to ch- I think The difference is These are things that maybe Happen privately within a A, a relationship Some of the things that maybe We don't know about like maybe your girl realizes that like your girl will cook your favorite meal, even if she doesn't eat it type of thing. Right? Like if if you're doing, a, if you let's just using a cooking scenario, she may not even like that food. she And she may cook it for you still and then go and cook something for herself. And that to me is like a compromise, but I think it's more acceptable for a woman to publicly tell a man that he needs to change. than it is for a man to tell a woman she needs to change. Like, A woman could go on social media and and air a nigga out and say, yo, if you cheat on me one more time, I'm out. Like, you need to ship up and shape out. Like, but I think if a man was to go on social media and be like, yo, you cheat on me one more time, I'm out. The broad consensus, and this is why I said last episode, social media ain't really for men no more. But the broad consensus would be, nigga, what did you do that's making her cheat? Like, that's today's day and age. Uh, back a couple of years ago, it might have been reverse. Niggas might have been like, well, he cheating because you're not taking care of the home. But today's day and age, a, if a dude did that, it'd be like, yo, what are you doing to make her cheat? Because clearly you're not taking care of the home or da 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 And so, Plex. like, publicly, I think women can ask a man to change Isn't more. it crazy how women mm. have
3: really painted the scenario that they only cheat based on circumstance? Like don't well, I don't even know if women cheat. Society
2: kind of came because men believe that shit too, and men will push that narrative as well. Like, uh, yo, maybe more so than you women because, but like, nigga, she go cheat on you if she want to, <laughs> Like, it just it's, it's the, People cheat because they cheat. That's what the, the circumstances around it Are the circumstances around it, but they've made the decision to cheat. It don't matter. Like niggas yeah. don't cheat because of emotion. I mean, because of of lust, and women cheat because of emotion. I don't personally subscribe to that. I I
3: don't I am started to not believe that. When I was younger, I used to believe it. But as I got older, I'm starting to believe that yo, if she wanna
2: cheat, she just
3: cheat. They like, get just, lusty
2: just like the niggas. She yeah. yeah, she lusts just like we do. So And a nigga will know, fall in love with a chick just like a chick will fall in love with a dude.
3: Like, you and, hit that, yeah,
2: you you beat that, you beat it up the right way,
3: she won't she gonna lust is gonna develop. So yeah.
2: Like yeah, I had a conversation. Yeah, with a young woman the other day And I literally fell in love with her mind Like her mind is just So amazing how she was articulating Certain conver- certain things She was saying like We've been having ongoing conversations And she's taken for it, So I'm not even on that type of time But The way she articulates herself And talks about things I'm like yo she is dope I love her mind Now if I guess I was in a relationship or